and challenges those things. It says anything that is not I completely agree with you, then you're wondering, well, how the fuck could you not? Because the thing that I'm toting, right, is is happiness and it's it's fairness, it's equality. Like that's what I stand for. So if you say something else, then you must be the devil. There is just there's just a lot of absolute nonsense. That's fucking to the any last words pod my name is earl lonnie hooks a very very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on soundcloud spotify apple as well as youtube and please do not forget to follow us at aow pod on instagram the god and me honors the god in each and every one of you bella thank you for following us on instagram too by the way finally for thank you for finally you know ceasing to creep and just deciding to press the button okay i appreciate that i did creep um it's okay you're you're so welcome yeah i enjoy when people and i'm not saying that this is you necessarily doing what you did but this is just the thing about social media in general i enjoy when people act like they do in real life on social media i think that it's completely okay to do that and like you don't have to switch up who you are and start looking and talking to people like they're not human beings Right. And let, I mean, of course, unless that's how you treat people in real life, then at least it's genuine and authentic. Yeah. But I enjoy just being able to when I talk to people online, it sounds like Earl, yeah. like, like regular as Earl. As but I'm should. just on there. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you oh, and thank the rest of you guys as well. That's all. Well, me first. But yeah. Salud. <laughs> Cheers. Um, for anyone that would like to know, we have a little San Pellegrino going on, among some other things. Pellegrino, by the way, in Italian <laughs> means pilgrim, as peregrino in Spanish also means pilgrim. And now I owe Earl a dollar. And now you owe me a dollar for so, that for that that bet. Thank you for that. Yeah. So just FYI, he does not pay people to come on here. We have to pay him. You are the first person to come on here and have to give me money. By the way, <laughs> so you're very special. You know, I mean, now I feel like you're. This is how (laughs) this is how I realized that I was in Spanish class and I was asking. It seems like a dumb question to me now, but at the time I wanted to know this answer. I'm learning Spanish and I asked the professor if in Spanish sarcasm is just the same way it is in English. Like, like, so to me now, it seems like a dumb question because I understand how the language works. So I understand like, yes, Earl, like. There is also sarcasm over here. Oh, was that the bar none question? Like, is there sarcasm in the Spanish language? Yeah, like, does it, can I use it the exact same? Like, and this is the way it came. I said, instead of me saying something like, I had to go really far to get this thing, could I say, I had to go on a pilgrimage in order to achieve this thing? Like, can I say that? Can I be exaggerative in that way? And does it translate the same in Spanish as it would in English? And she was like, yeah, like you can you can say that people would understand that you're being exaggerative, that you're trying to be funny. Like it translates the same. And so because I wanted to figure out how to say I'd have to go on a pilgrimage, I learned the word peregrinación as I was learning Spanish, which was pilgrimage. So I knew. Did you go on a pilgrimage? Did I grow up? Did you go on? (laughs) Did I go on? No, I didn't go on a pilgrimage. I've never been on a pilgrimage. I was just. I know that. Matter of fact, let's get to this. Let's be honest. 
Have you ever flexed on anyone by telling them that you've traveled the world? Have I ever flexed on anyone? <laughs> flexed on someone, letting them know that you have traveled the world and so therefore you are superior. Okay, yes, but let me explain. See, I knew it. Because we <laughs> talked about someone the other day that did that and you were like, why is that a flex? Like, why would you say that? And then here we go, you actually did because that. Because it was a flex in response to somebody who used it as a flex. Okay. You know what I mean? So like, and you, it happened, you reflexed them. I reflexed. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. So ultimately what happens very often working at the front desk is you deal with people who just think that they're better than you just because you work behind a desk and they're spending a ton of money where you are. They just think that they are superior. So they will use anything yeah. to get you to realize that. Like, <laughs> I've traveled the world. I just paid $1,500 for a table at a club. Nobody cares. Wow. Nobody cares. And so I've used it in response kind of being like, well, you're telling me you've traveled the world. Like, I'm so happy for you. So have I. Like, it doesn't make Okay, you... that's not really a flex. You, yeah, you're not like, flexing on no, them. No, yeah. it's just I'm saying, like, you telling me that you are better than me, right. quote unquote, does not, like that doesn't coincide like yeah. no like you traveling good for you like other people have traveled the world right like i've stayed at all the hotels nobody cares <laughs> like, <laughs> like nobody really cares i've stayed at all of them <laughs> like everyone's like i've stayed at all the best five star hotels i've never been treated this way <laughs> that was very nice like okay all right Th no this is fine because this is a great way to start back on this topic that we just left which is you're saying that you feel like you and I are polar opposites. Now, this is great because I don't know what you're talking about when you say that. Like, you've been listening to me. And by the way, this this format, this way, this avenue of having someone on the podcast is my favorite way of doing it. I love having friends and people that I've known for a long time. But I have I don't know how many people have come through this door and it was my first time meeting them. It's so awesome. Like, yeah. legitimately, I think the next episode, next week, I also have someone that... I've never seen before, right? I know it's gonna, it's That's gonna. Just it's just a little sketchy. I know, but I do sketchy things sometimes. Okay, well that doesn't make me feel better <laughs> sitting alone in your apartment. <laughs> I'm immediately okay, scared. Okay, okay, hold on. <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> So that's really that's fair. Video. That's very fair. That's very fair. I should What's clean happening? up. Let me clean up what I'm saying. I'm scared. Okay. I I I take risks in life, but I, I you know there is a risk reward factor in things, right? Like you have to be trying to calculate that as you're going through life. Like okay, I need to take a risk, but what is the reward? Like is it nearly? Is it fifty fifty? Like am I flipping a coin, or is it just like? No, there's no reason for me to do this thing. I'm just an idiot for making this decision. They're usually the people that come here that I meet for the first time. They're good friends of someone that I know that is super solid. Okay. So it would be really weird. And this this intermediary, this friend of ours, is telling me, hey, this is a good person. They would like to be. So it's not like just someone knocks on the door and they have the wrong apartment. But I'm just yeah. like, hey, you want to do a podcast, by the way? Like, it's... You know, it's not like... I podcast for a living. Come on in. Yeah, it's just like, it's solid people connections, solid people networking. Okay. So I feel fine taking that, what I think is a small risk, a very small gamble to just yeah. speak to someone that is... Well, worst case scenario, you just don't post it, you know. 
No. Like, if it were I was truly still. awful, would you still? The thing is... Because, okay, here's my question, Go right? So, like, as a podcaster, content creator, mm-hmm. right, ultimately is what you are. Sure. Are you only posting things or, like, episodes that you're super confident in? Or have you not, like, sometimes have listened to something and been like, yeah, probably shouldn't post that due to controversy, being to be uncomfortable with the conversations you have, like... Fear by me having like, did you look bad? Did the other person look bad? Like, do you ever think that you withhold content because you're unhappy with it? Or do you genuinely like raw post just everything? I post everything. There's no editing that goes into any of these episodes. Anything you've That's ever really heard concerning. has been from from <laughs> record press record until the end cut off. There's been there's been a couple times where somebody's maybe said someone's name or the name of a place they were at that they shouldn't have. Okay. And like that could have been detrimental to like their position at the time. So sure. so I'll do like some scrambling of the words or something like that when that comes up. But for the most part, no, it just it just goes out. I will say that there are like six or seven episodes that are not out, but those were my first seven episodes two years ago that I well, did. But you should definitely release them now. I think <laughs> <laughs> like I having- could. They're just the one to where I am now, just in quality, it would be complete trash. But people would probably that listen to this podcast would listen to it simply because it is the first seven that have never actually been released. And we're on episode 134. So it would be interesting to just know what we were talking about, how it sounded, all yeah. that, all that sort of but stuff. It's like, how did you like where you started to where you are now? Like the things you learned in those seven episodes, like why do you, why did you choose not to release them? Why do you think that they were so bad? What setup did you learn from then that now you're like, oh, I would never do that? Or they were, yeah, I did They that. were phone calls. They were like on a phone with my friend that does this with me for the most, well, not for the most part. He'd be here, I don't know what percentage of the time, 30, 40, 50%, I don't know. Um, and so that was trash as far as the quality goes. I mean, yeah, he's and on then, a phone. And then we didn't know like what we were doing. We were, prob- we were in our heads a whole lot. Like now, I'm again. I'm on episode 134. So, clap it up, does Walrus claps Walrus. So it's like, so by now, I just press the record and I just start talking. And whatever happens, happens. I'm here to have a good time. Nothing else, I, you know. And then people like that. And back then, the motives were different. Again, the therapy thing, right? Like, so it all yeah. started from a want of therapy, um, and not being able to do that because my family was trash and laughed me out the room. So, but why did you let that get to you? <laughs> well, let let that get to me in what way? Well, like, like to go and create a podcast because no, that's a plus. No, like the therapy part. Like, why didn't I just go do it by myself? Because I feel like so many times, like families, like, or okay, hear me out. Like in the United States, like therapy. We're gonna do this thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> like therapy is regarded as like. Oh, no, like, no, you have problems. Like, no, no, no. Like, you can't air it out. You can't tell people you go to therapy. You can't tell, you know what I mean? Like, you can't tell your family. They're like, oh, you have problems. Like, no, 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 talk to us. Yeah. But goes back to what I was saying. is like, it's really hard, I feel, sometimes to be vulnerable with people that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I'm pro-therapy. Like, go to therapy. Talk it out. Like, everyone should be in therapy. Yeah. Everyone's got something going on. Right. And everybody should be talking about it to somebody. Okay. Who has no opinion on you, no value on you, Mm. like, but I do like that you took the potential want to do therapy and be like, you know what, 
I'm going to do a podcast, but it was by fear of embarrassment. No. Did you tell your family that you wanted to go to no, therapy? No, 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 no. I was like, I was standing up in front of the family. I was like, hey, guys, we need to do family therapy. Like my grandma, my two aunts, my mom, my dad, you my started, brother, my you sister. You started too strong. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said well, everybody. I'm, I'm a strong, it, it, I'm a strong a spirit. It happens that way sometimes. That's a lot. Yeah, so because because I'm so ready for therapy, because I'm so ready to speak about stuff. That's why I do the pot. Like, I, I'm ready to talk about whatever. Like, I don't. I truly don't care. And this podcast has been therapeutic for me in that way, where I've just gotten better and better at doing it. Now I don't. It's it's literally nothing for me to speak about anything. I don't care at all what the thing is. Okay. Yeah, like not in the slightest. But so you have people come on here and you're like, I just don't care what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm no. I, what's I'm funny is I'm I love you. when so many people come in here and like I say, this is my favorite way. Like I don't know anything about them. You think that we're polar opposites. You've been listening to the podcast. And again, it's funny meeting people this way because you know so much more about me than I know about you. But I don't even really. So like not to be misleading about like how often I listen to you. <laughs> okay <laughs> but like i've listened to snippets so it's okay i've heard more about what other people have to say mm -hmm. because me coming on as a guest i was curious to see like what have other people spoken on yeah you see what i mean right i have i still don't know anything about you okay but it's also the way that you talk the way you hold yourself like you know what i mean like there's just certain things about a person it's like seven seconds like you already make up your, your mind about somebody okay like you're like first impressions you're like i'm gonna vibe with this guy or i'm not mm -hmm. um and i think we have but i think that we are very different people okay tell me can you elaborate teach me a little bit i'm here to learn i think just based <laughs> off of like listen to you speak and like the way like i feel like you put a lot of weight on your words okay i think you are somebody that who, who does yeah, like, for sure. you, like i genuinely think that you don't say anything without really meaning what you say okay i'm a bullshit <laughs> <laughs> like truly like half of the stuff that comes out of my mouth like holds no weight <laughs> and, and but that's fun for you though yeah because it's like serious conversations for me are so hard like don't don't, don't do it. Hold on a second. <laughs> but you're so funny. I love like human beings and their layers and their contradictions and paradoxes. You're about therapy. You're about getting out and talking about it. Oh yeah. Right. Like you promote that. You believe it's a good thing ultimately. And and but I don't also take my own advice. you don't take your own advice. I don't take my own advice. Understood. And I am a hundred percent that person who will admit to that all day long. Right. I think I give the best advice in the world. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> I will be your therapist. Like, I don't <laughs> I'm good. I will be your therapist. <laughs> but I never take my own advice. Okay. Ever. Okay. Um, because it's just, you know. <laughs> be, but yeah, no, I love that part. Because it's just what? Like, why? Like, what's going on there? Because I think. Because your advice isn't very fun? No, my advice is great. No, it's great, but it's not fun. <laughs> it's always fun. Oh. Have a drink. Relax. Get back. <laughs> No, I'm saying, so I don't follow my own advice because I think that we are, in a sense, groomed to listen to other people. Okay. We are not taught, growing up, to have a mind of our own. 
and to think on our own. And, and do you and when you say we do you mean America right now cuz no. I know we're splitting things up. Okay, this no. needs to be said. You were raised in France a bit. I was born and raised in Paris, France yeah, that for makes, 18 years. Yeah, see, so that needs to be said. So when you say that, you feel that way also about Paris. Yeah, this is this is just like human nature in okay. my opinion. Okay. We with our parents, education, we are taught to listen to our parents, listen to your teachers, mm. listen to adults, listen to this, 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 and this. And I really don't feel like at any point in time they turn around and be like, think about it on your own, come up with a solution on your own. Yeah. You're taught how to think, and then you're given a problem, solve it with our way of thinking. Okay. Um, so I kind of feel like I'm in that mold of like, I'll tell you all the things. Listen to me. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes to me having to think about my situation or the things that I need to fix or not fix or give myself advice, I need to look for somebody else to help me with that. Okay. So I think that oftentimes people don't follow their own advice because there's no bearing on what that looks like. Mm. What does it look like for you to follow your own advice? Well, well, well some people want to trash at giving advice, and like they just they just ought not. One because you don't understand at all the complexities of someone else's upbringing or their experience at yeah. all. So you're just you're just saying things. Um, you that person also may have no orientation in life. They have no real direction. They have no map, no compass. They have no tools as to how to fuck to get around. But yet they're telling someone else. Yeah. where to go and they don't know north from east from west yeah. they don't fucking know well, shit. then it comes on to you to be like is this a person i trust to give me advice like yeah. ultimately i look at you and i go can you give me advice like mm -hmm. do you have your shit enough together mm -hmm. for me to listen to what you have to say right or is it like whatever i'm not gonna go to you for advice but but, but even that's something even being able to understand or recognize that someone has their shit together Right, sure. like that. What does that look like? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you have a lens to even see that through, and if you have that lens, and I'm now speaking about you specifically, mm. you have, and maybe you don't want to hear this, but you have too much awareness to not take your own advice. I, you may be running away from your own good advice because you, you're, you're speaking too insightfully right now to eat to to not like you're. Yeah, like you're choosing to not do these things because you don't need to go find someone else. It may be a good help, but you could easily run a simulation through your mind of you doing what you would tell a best friend to do. Yeah. Like you can you can run that and be like, well, I would never tell my best friend to do this. So like, why would I do this? And you could do it, but you're just like, mm, but that's not fun. So I'm going to go do this other thing <laughs> So instead. I'm going to go listen to somebody else and I'm going to, I'm not argue, but I'm going to debate it. I think... I have an urge to debate things. Clearly. A lot. You came over here with the with the flame. Like, you came over and was like, I think it's going to get heated because we're opposites. And I'm like, okay, I can't wait to see how this goes. One, I don't really find myself in heated arguments because... Not heated. And it didn't mean heated in, like, we're going to start throwing hands up on this podcast. Like, that was not... What? That was Who did you vote for, <laughs> motherfucker? Like, that was not the intention. I just think that... We're going to get to a point <laughs> where we think very, very differently. I think that that's, that's that'll be good. amazing. And that's, that is a good thing. But my concern, and this is just based off of conversations that I've had with people from here, a.k.a. United States of America. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, nobody can agree to disagree anymore. Oh. Nobody knows how to agree to disagree. 
I'm somebody who like, I can listen to what you have to say and very easily be like, I totally get where you're coming from. This is why I think this way. Yeah, so listen, I I, I mean, I'll please continue. Continue what you have to say. Um, Damn Americans, you guys are drop, damn, dropping the ball. Y'all dropping the ball. Pari but again, Parisians laughing but at you again, guys. But not even that. Oh, there's a controversial topic. Um. <laughs> mm, fuck. I'm ignorant in American. No, and that's not at all. That's also something that I find so frustrating when people say that. Because I'm like, ah, but that's so not the thing. And that's, again, that's like not being able to agree to disagree or just like everything is offensive to everyone. Mm. You can't say anything without somebody being like, bah, that's offensive. To <laughs> that. And you're just like, God, for the love, like, where has... Where did we go where we couldn't have a conversation with people anymore? Right, right. Like, where did mm. we go wrong? Where did we go wrong where every time I say something, somebody has to be like, um, well, actually. And you're like, yeah. can I can can I just have a conversation? Like, that's, why, did, why is it funny. turning into an argument? Like, mm. Or why is it turning into you feeling like you have to defend your point of view to me? Yeah. It's all good. Like, I don't have any issue with how you think how you do things how whatever do your own thing but you do, are... you, do you have the answers to those questions like why people do that no well i i think i have i think i have some um i think that i think that Bring it one um being arrested completely by ideologies is corrosive i think that you can find some people that look like you or roughly think the same thing and then you take wholeheartedly whatever it is that they're chanting online whatever the case may be because it's much easier to just adopt something that sounds roughly right than go through the rigmarole of the actual profound thought process Looking because, it. because it takes a lot and i understand like some people feel like they don't have time to think about things like to really to really go through and think about things and it, it, it could be time management issues for sure because i think a lot of people could find time to do a little bit more then thinking don't speak on it yeah i mean that's that's that's, that's, that's one way yeah for sure like but for me for me it's just as simple as but that's the thing people take things on themselves they personalize things mm. so if people don't have some sort of grounded sense of who they are that is outside the realm of holding an idea meaning my ideas are who i am if that's how you feel then anytime someone attacks an idea that you think at the moment which is subject to change through experiences Always. or a little bit of education yeah. or whatever if someone challenges that then you're going to feel as though you're being attacked because that is your identity Before. i am i am christian i am black i'm a man i'm I'm so a feminist. I'm a whatever it is. What whatever BLM is my is. I'm gonna die for it, no matter what the idea is. You can attack. I'm Democrat. I'm Republican. Sure. I'm whatever it is. You can take these things on, and if now you feel like that is you, like th like these yeah. are actual core values and characteristics that you have, and so if anyone challenges those things. It says anything that is not I completely agree with you, then you're wondering, well, how the fuck could you not? Because the thing that I'm toting, mm -hmm. right, is is happiness and it's it's fairness, it's equality. Like that's what I stand for. So if you say something else, then you must be the devil. But it's turning into now, like taking all of that, right? It's turning into 
the kind of thing where there's no conversation. Yeah. There's no conversation because no matter what I say in opposition to you or in contradictory to you is you're wrong. And it's like, hold on, hold on for one (laughs) second. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not wrong. This is how I think. This is how I take information in. This is what I believe. But I'm not sitting here telling you what, what you have to say is wrong. I'm just saying I'm different. And when did we stop kind of looking at people and being like, it's good to be different. It's good to have conversation. It's good to be like open to different ideas and different people. And it doesn't make me X, Y, Z by saying, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, this is me. Why is it so hard for people to be like, well, if you're not like me, then I can't be around you. But it it also takes lessons. Like it takes learning. Like if but you we don't, don't know something, anymore. well, that's the reason. We don't educate. So, anymore. so, so that's your reason. That's it's right there. It's like you can't. It's not necessarily to be upset at the people. The people don't know any better. Like they don't. You but can't we're just do something. Them to. Who is? I'm not. Every, you're not. I'm at the house not. chilling, drinking espolón. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not expecting that. But I'm that. saying what what's becoming frustrating, to me at least, especially in this day and age with Black Lives Matter, with um, the Ro- transgender Ro- v. Wade. Like every, with everything going on, right? Everything going on is we are expecting people to just get on the same page. Yeah. Get on the same page. There's no time for education. There's no time for conversation. It's either you agree, you disagree. If you disagree, get the fuck out. Yeah. Hold the hold the front door. Like, <laughs> excuse me. But when when were we so cutthroat about things? Yeah. When did we decide? That we weren't going to have a conversation or we weren't going to try to see each other's side or it's bad versus, it's like bad versus good. I, like, I, I think it, it, it feels like no it happened in like the last like six years. Like, it yeah, it's, it's a new, th- it, it wasn't, it wasn't like this in like the early it's 2000s. Like, it's a, like one of my biggest things that I, um, and this is super controversial, but it's pronouns, right? Mm-hmm. Pronouns are a huge thing. Yeah. I'm a Gen Z mm. who... As much as I try to respect pronouns, I'm not always going to get it right. Yeah. And I've been in situations mm. where people oh, are like, oh, shit. where people are like, well, how could you assume? And I'm like, oh, my God. Damn, they like, hit you with that? Like, how could you assume? How could you assume that? I'm, and I'm like, listen, education follows. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not always going to get it right. Yeah. But I get crucified for getting it wrong mm. once. Yeah, and no, it's it like, gets weird. I'm like, I'm not, and I, I grew up in a very liberal family. I have no, I have no hate towards anybody. I'm mm-hmm. good, but the <laughs> fact that I have to justify myself yeah. constantly mm-hmm. on so many things because it's like, well, you didn't say the right thing or you didn't do the right who, thing. By the way, who are you justifying yourself to? Why are you doing this? Because you have, because if you don't, who then does? you're labeled because we love labeling in America. Well, that's just that's just <laughs> something that's just something you gotta listen, man. I was having this conversation the other day, like, cause, cause we, there is such a thing as completely, uh, just unnecessary turmoil that people go through, right? Like you, like what I'm saying is you, for for them and for you, right? You you don't have to go through this because if someone isn't willing to have a reasonable conversation about something, then that's that's just what it is. But you understand what that is. You, you, like so, so. But people so, get me heated. So then, yeah. See, so that—that's the whole thing. So I don't. I truly, truly, 
And this is a big hump for people. I was telling someone the other day, I think that this is a huge fork in the road for for two different types of human beings that are going to continue to live their life. There is a time that comes for everyone. And I, th- and I also do believe that there is a time past which it, like it is irrevocable, meaning once you get past this age in your mind, that age is probably different for everyone, but your mind is going to lock up and you're not going to be able to take a U-turn and go take the other road that you should have taken. And the road is this. You're walking, fork in the road. It's either you can be the type of person that worries about what they do in life, what they have agency over in life, Mm -hmm. their exercise, their diet, what they read, what they intake as far as information, the TikToks, all the social media, the conversations that they want to have with people, how they treat people. You agency, true agency over all these things. And those people, I feel like, are successful and they're much happier. And then you can take the road of the people that allow all these different external variables to fuck with them daily. Mm -hmm. And if you are that person and that is that is the road that you're going to take, that's fine. Most most people are on that road. And if you take that road, just know that who you are that day and how you feel will be nothing but a mixture, a gumbo of just whatever that day's variables give you. The other people, they weather but the storm. But do you not believe? Like, because you... So it's it's great analogy, right? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to find it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine, Earl. Very florid, very nice, right. Great, but this is why I say we're different. Just because I think that, you, like I said, you hold a lot of weight on the things that you say, and I think that you, you're one of those people that's like, I'm going to do me and, like whatever do you not think that those people whether it's this one or this one can intertwine every once in a while because i can be all about me all about like i'm focusing on me how i want to succeed how i want to do things how i want to but you're still in an environment you Mm -hmm. can end up in an environment where you have no choice but to turn around and be like shut the fuck up Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i can focus on me all day long okay but there's going to come a time where somebody's going to rub me the wrong way and I'm going to have to stand up for myself. Okay, that's just gonna, like, okay. Or, or, you know, or you can have people who love being all up in other people's business, but one day they're going <laughs> to yeah, be like... Yeah, you got so much attitude. <laughs> Do you never heard that before? Every time you say any of these things and you get really, like, really there, you're thinking about a specific person. <laughs> and like, I can see it in you. You're thinking about someone. You're like, but you like to fucking get in a fucking attitude. Like, go getting ahead. Getting attitude, getting everybody's business. But they can also have a moment, short one, yeah. if anything, mm-hmm. but have a moment of be like, you know what? That's a lot. I'm just going to take a minute. Well, like, well, let's, well have, let's, let's, let's do does that. Does it have to, to be, be one or one the other? Or the, well, I'll tell you what it can be is <laughs> no matter which one of those people you are, you're probably one of them much more than yes, the other. Of course. So yeah, you can have small windows where some shit fucks with you and your mood is <laughs> fucked up, whatever, but you get right back on path. What I'm saying is most people on the road of the variables just making them whoever they are, because at that point I control you. At oh, that at, sure. at that point, and I never wanted to be that person that was just simply just a reaction. Like, all my being is, is just a reaction to who, like, what is going on in the world around me. I wanted to be able to weather but the storm. But are you a reaction for yourself? 
excuse me? <laughs> like you're saying you're, you didn't want to be a reaction for other people, but you have to react to your own things as well. What you do for yourself, ultimately, these are reactions to things you've done for yourself. Okay, so what you're saying is that my being is growing and being conditioned because By of the you. things that I'm... Yeah, so what I'm saying is I didn't want external variables mm. to... to. I didn't want my mood and my way of navigating to be completely contingent upon what the people around me are doing or what they are saying. So how Meaning if there's negative energy all the time and we're focused on politics and we're focused on the pronouns, we're focused on this... And we're just screaming at each other. And we're people that don't know how to get along or how to have real conversations. Mm. And you disagree with me. Now I'm upset with you and we can't be friends. Sure. I wanted to be able to be in a country full of people that is doing that, that are doing that, and still be the person that can say, no, you don't know me. So you don't know that I can actually have those types of conversations, which is why I passed you that book, One Difficult Conversation. <laughs> you didn't know that I studied communications and that interpersonal, commun interpersonal communication is my favorite thing in the entire world and that I live to just hear other different perspectives. So yeah. you don't know any of that. Yeah. But the point is, is I wanted to be in a world where everyone just screamed at each other. And if that were the case, could I sit alone and just do yin yoga for an hour? Could I be the person to find my own peace and just meditate? Could I be the person to, while again, all these people are fighting on the left and the right and the this and the that, could I sit across from someone that says that they are complete opposite of me and just listen to them and learn from them? Absolutely, I wanted to be that person. Yeah. So that is who I conditioned. So if you're saying, you know, those reactions came from that conditioning of what I sure. did. Yeah, sure. And in that way well, you could say. And from what you're saying, like, ultimately we're very different, but we are very similar. In that, and that's the whole in point. That respect. Well, in, in that respect, I can say you and I are very similar in the sense that we love to listen to other people, like listen to other people, but like understand what they're saying, understand what's going on. I was told so many times growing up, you should be a lawyer. <laughs> because I'm somebody who's very good at listening to both sides. Yeah. I can be the intermediate. Like mm -hmm. I can genuinely listen to one person have an absurd opinion about one thing and the other person be like, no, that's wrong. And I can be like, well, devil's advocate. Yeah. Like, let's kind of figure this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that we're very similar in that regard where we love to listen to people and kind of be like, interesting. Yeah, that's why the heated part never really happens for me. Like in, in like a in an argumentative type of sense. You're taking one word I said no, no, you're running with it. No, I'm just saying that's why it never really happens because so many people I'm friends with are so different than me because like people... You're right. People stop hanging out with people. I've known people, especially through the whole Trump administration shit, like people completely had their son exiled from the family. Oh, it's and ridiculous. It's, it's all sorts of shit. It's absurd. And so people stopped learning. And a lot of what you're talking about is this. They stopped learning how to appraise what is truly worthwhile about a human being. Again, as we it's said, the ideas, they come and go with yeah. age and experiences and education. But but who someone is, you you could sit across from me right now, have all these, you know, varying ideas on things that I do. And I'm certain that you do. But you're here because you and I fuck around. We have a good time like there's. I would never think even with the little bit that I know of you, I would mm. never think that you would just be 
like a snake. You know, yeah. like a fucking weasel. <laughs> just <laughs> you're a fool. You know, weasel. you know, just fucking just deceitful, conniving yeah. little just I, like I don't get that from you. Because and the, I, and you listen. So yeah. so between a person that is kind and considerate and thoughtful and insightful and can listen and wants to have conversation. That is so much of all I would need out of a friend. Like, I don't, we don't have to listen to the we same music. We don't have to be on the or, same page about politics, about music, about reading, about whatever. As long as I can have a good conversation with you and that, I think you say Yes, of course. <laughs> as long as we can have a good, this is very diluted. Let me know if it's, <laughs> wait, is it? Let me know how strong it is. Because you don't know what it is oh. just yet. I'd, I'd give it, oh, oh. What, what more do you need? You need more of the San Pellegrino. No, I'll mix it around. It's okay. Here, just hold that over there, just Thank in you. case. Um, yeah, but that is exactly what could happen here. Is we're just going to. That's. I, I knew that this was just going to be fun. I knew that this was just going to be a fun time. Well, because I think, like, obviously, people don't know me or like don't know our relationship, right? Like, not to say that there is a relationship there. It's, in it's the so first minute. Place. It's like <laughs> it's it's literally me coming up, making a latte in the morning. Having five a five minute conversation and then dipping for the rest. Yeah. Of and the and day. it's a five minute conversation usually about nothing. About nothing. Nothing about at all because you're a bullshitter. Nothing. Because you like to throw around words. Because you're very light with your words. And listen, one I don't. I think one I think there's an art to that. So I don't want to get that misconstrued as though. Thank you. Yeah, like everyone can't do that. Everyone can't just shoot the shit, just throw around dialogue yeah. like it's nothing. That's super important to me though. Yeah. Like me as me as as a person, if you can't shoot the shit with me, I'm gonna. Have have a really hard time mm. because nothing is that serious. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing, nothing is that serious where you can't crack a joke like, relax. and and just like yeah, I know chill. you're at work. It's a stressful day. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I work at the front desk. Yeah. Like I get it. Mm. But like if you can't take two minutes yeah. to just be like you, this day sucks or like this is <laughs> trash. Or, like, hmm. joke around or take a minute to just chill. I'm like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Like, are you, like, are you genuine? Like, how are you? Well, I mean, you already know those those answers. I know those answers. Again, I look at people, and this is a whole lot of reason as to why, again, I don't get into heated debates with people. I can make pretty accurate sweeping generalizations about people. So can I, yeah. If... If you act a certain way, yeah. right? Like so much more what you do and how you carry yourself is, is so much more than your words. It's more contingent than what you say. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. like if if you are just an unpleasant person to be around, most of the time you're saying things that are nasty. You're gossiping behind people's back about a, a ton of shit all the time. Like you, you know those types of people and you seem like you're a bit of a liar, yeah. you know, whatever the case is. There, there are sweeping generalizations or generalizations I can say about you. Yeah. Right. Um, like you probably don't have super meaningful conversations with people. Probably right? not. Right. Like you probably weren't taught the value between <laughs> prioritizing truth, right, and trying to neglect and get further away from deceit, right? Like they're just you probably again weren't given a moral compass or or a map. A, a map is a good way of looking at or it. Or you're just Be unhappy. 
You're, but but the, no, but this is but these are all reasons as to why someone might be yeah. unhappy. But you're right. You're you're unhappy, and I guess it's easier to say instead of trying to, you know, hypothesize all these different reasons as to why someone may be unhappy. It's just easier to say they're unhappy, and I don't know why. And that sh- and that ought to be enough. They're not happy. We don't know why. Do you want to get to the bottom of it or not? No, is this no, person, it's not necessary. Is this person? interesting enough to me where i'm like hmm why are you so unhappy with your or why do you give off that vibe i've met people who have been straight assholes to me the first time i met them and i'm like is there a reason why Mm. you have to be such an asshole to me you don't you don't know me you don't know anything about me yes and you're so rude to me Mm -hmm. and later down the line like when we've relaxed you know chilled hung out people are like oh i'm just apprehensive well, I mean, but and I'm like, uh, there, is, okay. there, there, there is something in that because first, well, okay, first, first like, impressions. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> but, but, but that, but that is the case. Is just you have to understand that people have dealt with a ton of shit, as you said, with the whole therapy thing, and you yeah. don't know what it is. Yeah. And so I just because every time, literally every single time, I have a big heart. Every time I hear really? some of. Even though I know everyone's been through some shit and some people that, again, that are nastier than others, they've been through some deeper shit. Mm. And when I see them, I don't need to be the person that gives them their karma. Like, I don't need to be the person that spits back in their face and lets them know, like, I will just back off because I'm already assuming that they're going through more pain than then I, I don't need to pile on the pain that they're already feeling because yeah. they wouldn't act this way if they weren't already in pain. Yeah. So I'm already looking at someone that's like on the ground, you know, when they're being so nasty, when they're being nasty down, to yeah. me. Yeah. So I'm just looking at them like, oh my gosh, like I wish the best for you. Yeah. Like I would never want to hurt you. So like, when you have people like, and this professionally, when this happens and I have people who are just mean to me, mm-hmm. who are just mean, like they walk up to the desk, hooks. And you're like, hook what? Like me. Me like I'm, I'm like, hi, how are you? Like, how's your day going? Yeah. Like, I'm not a fucking robot. Right. And these people come out to the front desk and they're like, this is my last name. They're like, oh, what do you need? First off, I'm I'm a person. But then a part of me has to step back and be like, you know what? Maybe they just got off the phone and they had a really shitty conversation or they had a really long car ride and all they want to do is hit the bed. You know what I mean? Like, all they want to do is just go to bed, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to him any. I don't want to do anything. Because Lord knows I've been in that situation where I've been like, please don't talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you talk to me, I'm going to be a straight asshole. Like, but because I I went through it that day and I'm Mm. like, the last thing I need is somebody talking to me. So there is a moment where I have to step back and be like, I hope you have a really good rest of your day. Even though this person treated me like absolute garbage, I have to be like, you know what? I'm not at your level and I'm still going to treat you with kindness Yes. because I don't know what you went through today. I'm hoping and praying, even though I shouldn't, that you went through something tough (laughs) to have such a shitty attitude with me because if this is just you on a day-to-day basis, then you need to figure your shit out. Yeah, man. It's it's, it's difficult for people. People are just, you know, this road that I'm talking about of being your own person with your own mind that has control has emotional regulation and intellectual maturity to just listen. Do you actually believe in emotional regulation, though? Yes. Do you really? Yeah, for sure. I can't. (laughs) 
Um, but, okay, but think, tell me, also, tell me how, because I'm not, I'm but not. But this is, but this is why, right? And I listened to this on a podcast. Funny enough, I'm about to debunk this podcast we're, right now. No, we're, this guy was talking about how men are logical thinkers and women are emotional thinkers. <sighs> that's that's a very unsophisticated way of looking at it, it but is. I'll allow you to continue. But ultimately, like for me to regulate myself emotionally takes a lot of work. Okay. Like, I, like genuinely, and I'm like, I really. Like, is it that easy to regulate yourself emotionally and like? Okay, and what I, okay. Do, and I definitely what didn't. That, I definitely didn't say that. No, no, no. But I'm saying. Okay. But, but I, I'm saying, is it that easy? And what does that look like? Oh, I, I can. I think I can give you those answers. I okay, think those ones good. I have. No, but this, this is why we're here. This wait, is why we're having. Wait a minute. So, okay. So first, you asked me if I believe in it, and the very first thing that I think of is because I take things to extremes. Because then, as long as you can work within extremes, you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. But you're using extremes, but that just means that the idea in itself actually works. Then you can work it, you can crank it and sure, calibrate yeah. it to where we are. Yeah. The extreme being you've seen children and then you've seen people grow into adults and not throw temper tantrums when they don't get like a toy or something. Like you've I've, I've seen adults. You've seen no, you've seen you've seen adults do it, but you've also <laughs> seen adults be able to not do that. You've seen because yeah. everyone isn't just an asshole to you. Like some people can oh, take things and they're just people. right, and they're just like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Like they they breathe, they get through it. It's whatever. Yeah. So you so you know that there is a spectrum of emotional regulation. You know, some people are just fucking loose cannons, and they can't shut. The, sure. They cannot shut themselves so down at all. So I think when all. we talk about emotional regulation, we're talking about different senses of emotion. Okay, regulation. let's. Okay. Like I'm I'm saying like. You're talking about maybe on a wider, like, as you said, extremes, like a wider spectrum of like a child throwing a tantrum versus them becoming an adult and then regulating themselves to not blow their shit when they're in a difficult situation. Okay. I'm more talking about day to day, like you're having a tough day, mm. being able to, like, I've had days where like, I mm. genuinely cannot contain myself where I'm just okay. like, today's a rough day. And there's nothing you can say or do or that I can say or do for myself mm. that's going to get me on a level playing field. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and it, so this would be my rebuttal to that. I One, I believe that. Yeah. I believe you because it's your experience. So if that's what you say has happened, then I believe that. What I do think is that you're asking questions as to what would that even look like. I don't know what that podcast was on, who does it, or what they said, but... It seems like you don't have the practices set in place in order to do that because so, you're asking, what does it even look like? So what he was talking about, so emotional thinking versus logical thinking. So men, so he was talking about probably more in the sense of relationships and how it was like when a woman says like, I feel this, Yes. I don't feel wanted, I don't feel X, Y, Z, whatever. Men approach that logically and it has to make sense to them logically in order for them to then say okay, now, now I can help you yeah. where it's like women. It's just an emotional, like, this is how I feel right now. Mm -hmm. Like right now, this is, this is how I feel. This is what I'm going through. I just need you to support that. Mm -hmm. But very oftentimes I think, and what that podcast was talking about was like men, if it doesn't make sense to them, logic, like if they can't create logic in their head about mm -hmm. what's going on with somebody else, mm -hmm. they're going to be like, mm, yeah, I don't know. Um, so that's kind of where, I was like, I can kind of see that because mm -hmm. um, in my personal relationships, whether it be men in my family or relationships that I've been in, unless it's logically makes sense, yeah. they can't be there. 
So on an emotional level where I'm just like, I'm not asking you to do anything. Right. I'm just asking you to just be like, she's she's going through it right now. Right. And I just need to be a body that's there to support that. Yeah. Um, I don't need you to fix it. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, right, for sure. you know what I mean? Like, I don't need you to fix it. it it'll go away. Yeah. But right now I'm feeling it. I, I, I do believe that when I say it's unsophisticated, I had written or written. Right. I had read this book by, I believe, a lady named Don, Donna Markova. And I think there was another lady that wrote it, wrote it, too. But it is called Reconcilable Differences. And it was all about this. And there were four different types. There was procedural thinking, innovative thinking, analytical thinking, which is what you're talking about, and then relational thinking, which is also what you're talking about for the yeah. women. And so, there, you know, there there are different ways of thinking about it, and everybody's some sort of mix, right? It's not like women don't think about things logically at all. I guess, no, no. You know what and I mean? That, yeah, that's how I'm so, thinking. So right some now. people are thinking innovatively, like, okay, like, what can we make that is new that will fix the problem that we have going on right now? There are people that think procedurally. Well, what procedure have we seen in the past that will what help us with what we have now? What have we set in place now? that'll get us to where we want? Yeah. Analytical, which is what you're saying. All right, well, what makes sense? Like, what can, <laughs> like, that? what you're saying doesn't actually make sense. It doesn't mean anything, actually. You're just talking about feelings. And, like, what we're talking about like, but is... But I'm not feeling those feelings, so how can I help you with those feelings that I don't feel that... What's, and you're just like... <laughs> so, so I think that it is important that people... But again, if you don't know how to sit and have a conversation, this is going to be very difficult. But I think you have to learn other people. Oh, yeah. I think you have to sit and learn how other people have, they deal with and process information. So you would say it's the similar to what a love language is to somebody. Yeah. So like how people have different love, like whether yeah. that is material, like, I don't Gift know. giving. Yeah, gift giving, time spent. Uh, quality words time, of ad, like, words, words of affirmation. You just saying all sorts of words. You just throwing shit out there. You didn't <laughs> say nothing. <laughs> yes. I couldn't remember. I think there's like seven. There's, I um, think there's like five. <laughs> but, I think it's but, seven. Oh, I mean, it could be. It could be. Whatever. You know more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably don't. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's. I don't know where we were. Well, no, <laughs> I'm just, you're just saying. But it, it's like it's like the love languages in that. If you don't share the same love language with someone, it's okay, but you definitely do need to go through the process of learning how they love, yeah. how they right. trust. Exactly. Like how how do they build trust? Because the way that you build trust and the way I build trust could be completely different. Completely different. Right? So you have to learn I that have about trust someone. until you lose it. Oh, really? That's the kind of person I am. I mm-hmm. will trust you until you give me a reason not to. Okay. I'm not somebody who believes in like build because also, what does building trust look like? Like, what do you have to prove to me mm. that says, I can trust you now? It's like, I'm going to trust you until you fuck up. Mm. Until you give me a reason not to trust you. Okay. Until you screw me over. Well, there are levels whatever. to trust. And I think that's what the building of trust is. It's like, when people meet you, they probably have level one trust. Meaning, well, like, yeah. you know You're what not I mean? going to give me the keys to your condo. That's what like, I, that's what, so I think that's what building <laughs> trust is like. I trust this person on level 10. Mm. I think that if I'm in some real shit in the streets, they're there with me. They're going to bail me out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not just like, hey, if we, you know, smoke some weed today, are you not going to go tell these people that you shouldn't tell that I smoke some weed because I'm going to lose my job? Like, yeah, like, don't, you know what I mean? Like, there are different levels. So I think that that's what building the trust is. I mean, you know, everyone doesn't go through it like you do, though, which is. You know, some people are like, no, from from the rip, I don't trust you. Like, I'm not like that. Yeah, some. Yeah, I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm definitely not like that. I am some, like, I guess. So I'm somebody who like I appear very sociable, and and I am. I am. I'm extremely sociable. 
I appear miserable, but get the fuck away from... Why do you guys keep talking to me, honestly? Okay, but wait, hear me out. Okay. So I, and people who are into zodiac signs, they're like, what's your sign? I'm like, I'm a Gemini. And they're like, that totally makes sense. And I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm not a zodiac person by any means. Mm-hmm. But what I've noticed, with, I'm an extrovert with introverted tendencies. Okay. So I am somebody who's extremely sociable all over the place, X, Y, Z, but I'm a huge loner Mm. as well, which if you don't know me like that, you would never expect. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, So like when people see me at work, they're like, this chick's off the walls. Mm. Like she's crazy. She'll talk. I'll talk to anybody. But my alone time is my alone time. The first word I used to describe you with someone was inviting. Which is good. Yeah. We love that, especially in the career that I have. Yeah, like for sure. that's that's absolutely necessary. Yeah. Um, but I am somebody who's like, I need my space, mm-hmm. and I need. I'm I'm very good at being alone. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also because I'm so extroverted in my position and in my job and in my daily life. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know where I was going with. Well, that. well, that all that matters is that there are different parts of you and different shades of those different parts of you which go to this whole relational procedural innovative analytical thinking which is we just have to learn each other yeah that's just that's what i think but how much time are you going to dedicate to every single person you meet well well, i mean you should i mean you don't you don't have that type of time you got hopefully six to eight hours you're going to sleep so that's so that's 24 hours that's eight hours out of your 24 trust factor you know what i mean you're like level one to level 10 or what how 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 many well this is why it's important to get in touch with your feelings and your instinct because you need because you need to be able to tell again at a quick at a glance like do i want to invest Everything is investments, right? Yeah. Like whether you're investing actual invest- dollars in the yeah. stock market. Am I investing emotionally? Yeah, exactly. It's like, mm, what yeah. what feeling do I get? Should I invest here? Or why? Like, why? Why not? Am I going to get my so, return on investment? But in this I've one? so I've been in a situation where I was like, absolutely, I don't trust this chick. Like, there's no way. Um, <laughs> there's no way. There's no. There's no way. And then she surprised me. Okay. And I was like. That's and beautiful. I, and I genuinely think that I'm a ju- good judge of character. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I truly believe that about myself. Like, I don't hide myself up in many regards, but I do think that I am a good judge of character. Or I see potential in people. Or I know when I can hype somebody up because I'm like, I'm not just bullshitting. Like, mm-hmm. I think that you are worth X, Y, Z. Whatever. Not that my opinion matters to these people. But... <laughs> I met this girl and I was like, everyone loves her. And I was like, there's something way off here. <laughs> that just sounds like you were hating. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and maybe, maybe a little bit. And maybe maybe a little it bit. was. I yeah. was in college and right. I was like, there's something so off. Like, nobody is this nice. So what? She's beautiful and her butt is fat and like, she's very nice no, and she's like, smart. And she's... Like, no, but like, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, she's nice. She's pretty. She's cool. She's chill. And I was like, nobody has it all. <laughs> I was like, there is something. There's a little bit of hating mentality. There was in there, for a sure, little bit of sure. me that was like, she gonna screw somebody over. Mm-hmm. And it ain't gonna be me. And it ain't gonna be me, motherfuckers. Right. So, and I kept, I was like, and she knew this about me because I'm an old bullshit kind of person. Like, if you know if I don't like you. Mm. Um, just because it's like, not everybody's gonna like me. You're not gonna like everybody. I'm not gonna sit in a chair and have a conversation with you when yeah. it's like literally pulling teeth. Like, no, yes. we don't vibe, we don't vibe. That's not a big deal, like move on. Um, but this girl surprised the hell out of me. I was like, 
you are cool. Yeah. Like, you do have it all. What the fuck? Like, oh, where did see, that come from? Okay, see, I've had that before, and that's weird because I've, I've always said I, I'd, I'd love to talk to someone that doesn't like me but has actually had various conversations with me. Because you're talking about someone you're just looking at from afar, like no, on the outside. Like I, no, I knew this girl. How much did you know her? Because like, you had never... No, all of... So she was friends with all the friends that I was with. Mm. And like I spent like I spent genuine time with this girl. And I was like, yeah, she's nice. But like I always kept her at arm's length. Because I was like, like I don't... Like something's off. Like I, do, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's my own insecurities cutting in and being like, you need to protect yourself because, like, whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I was like, there's something way off. And then she surprised me and I was like, because she pulled me aside. And she decided that she was like, she made it a mission for me to like her. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was I've like. I've done that before. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, I see you. And now. I'm like, she's such a phenomenal human being. <laughs> like, truly, deeply, like, she is such a good person. Yeah. And has gone through shit in her life, whatever. But I was like, God, I was so wrong. That's great that I you realized so that. I was so wrong. It's so awesome. And the more that happens, because that's, that's so much more of a blessing than you're even letting on. Because the more moments you have like that where you're like, damn, I, I was... I was so wrong. Yeah, like, not only so was I, like, kind of off. I mean, I was, this is a polar opposite. Oh, I yeah. was off. It lets you know, it reinforces the, oh, I don't actually know shit. I need to keep my eyes open. Yeah. I need to keep my ears open. I need to stay open to things. Like, you're not all that. Like, yes. Like, relax. Like, yes. you're not all humbling that. Humbling And, like, a hum and I, I truly believe in humbling yourself and humbling oh, other good. people. Because it's, like, chill. Like, you don't know everything about everything. I don't know everything about everything, but like people, I think, love to think that they're just like, I'm an expert. And you're like, no, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> sit down. You're not an expert. You What's don't know. that ballerina? Who's that? Okay. <laughs> I'm an expert. Have you, been in, have you been in a pageant? No. Oh, oh how dare you? I don't know. You're huh? pretty. You're very pretty. Well, like thank your, your you. mom could have been one of those. She ones was a that model. Like, she was a model. Oh, see. Oh, you'd love my parents' see? story. They could have. They could have been you... one of those ones that put a lot of stock in the way that people no. look. No. Okay. Okay. Because pageantries oh, get a little if you weird. Want to transfer into that. We can. We can. I mean, they get a little weird. I'm not but saying it I don't. It's not pageant related. Okay. It's Okay, and I feel like a, a lot of people go through this, but it's not something that's super talked about. But I talk a lot about it in my family. So my I live here, duh, um, with my cousin, who her father is my father's brother. Okay. Um, and she had the polar opposite upbringing that I did. So she has two European parents, but was raised in the United States. Mm. She went to a French school, all the things. Oh, wow. We grew up, like, every family has its toxic shit. Yeah. And in my house, my mom, super loving, very family-oriented, mm. like... Family she, dinners? Oh, every night. You the, wait oh, till dad man. comes home. I think like, that's so cool. Yeah. Family dinners. She never had family dinners. She was, like, frozen, mm. like, chicken nuggets out the freezer. Like, she never had family dinners. My cousin. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. My mom huge banking on what family looks like huge 
we watch news in the morning together, news <laughs> in the evening, wow. night, family dinners, Sunday lunches with the whole family. I mean, wow. we were we were big on family. Okay. My parents are now divorced, so this tells well, you just like <laughs> how much that works. It doesn't out. always get us there. <laughs> um, but one huge issue I have with my French side of the family. See, now we're not we're not bitching about America. No, that's all right. We can bitch about, about everyone. Everyone deserves to be bitch about. We're gonna bitch about the French. But one thing that I talk about with my cousin very often is French people. They're skinny. They're pretty. They're natural. They're this. They're that. Mm. I'm considered, and like you see me physically, like I am considered a big girl for my family. Okay? So like the toxic, like my grandmother walked over to me and she was like, you're going to do what you need to do, right? And I was like, "Uh huh? (laughs) What? So like my dad is... (laughs) I'm destructing (laughs) the whole podcast setup. I'm doing way too much. My dad was somebody who held a huge standard on your physical appearance. Okay. And when you say that, you mean the, your body size as well as clothing. Clothing. Because nothing you can do much about your face. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, my brother was a bigger guy. Okay. Growing up. My dad never shut up about it. I was extremely athletic growing up. Um, and then I got to high school and I was like, I don't really want to do sports anymore. Like, I let myself go. My parents went through a divorce. I went through an eating disorder. You th- Shit happens. Mm-hmm. And you're not exactly the same person that you were before. Fine. And there's a comment that my dad and my uncle both made recently that it's like, see, I didn't say anything. Saying nothing is saying everything. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, my dad was like, I didn't say anything. It's like, right. but you're telling me right. by saying what, by saying I didn't say anything, you're saying that I need to lose weight or I'm too big or I'm this or I'm that. Well, I mean, well, when you say him saying nothing is saying that, you mean in what instance? Like, in what set of circumstances? So, we're sitting at lunch with, like, my cousin, her fiance, myself. My brother was there and he was there and we're eating whatever. And he looks over at her because she's very skinny, very, very pretty, skinny, athletic body, gorgeous. He's like, oh, you look great. And then he looks over at us and he looks at her. He's like, I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. And and she looked at him (laughs) and she was like, this is the problem with our fucking family Hmm. is we put so much on physical appearance so like it's it's truly detrimental and like my dad one day called me facetime me and talking about my nephew or like my little cousin i guess he's like yeah he's like eight years old now he's like yeah he's a little chubby i'm like can we Mm. can we talk about a child or a person in our family without having to mention their physical attributes or Mm. like how skinny or big they are Mm. like for the love of god right please in my my friendship group in france I'm big. And it's like... Yeah, it's pretty crazy. For the love of God, people. Yeah, like, pretty, can, pretty, can we crazy. not make everybody feel like they're not good enough mm-hmm. to a certain extent? Mm-hmm. But, so, like, my mom was a model. Gorgeous. Phenomenal. She's still a model now, but does less. Um, and my parents are divorced. And my... Dad started dating this like super skinny 30 year old 
And he's like, well, you know I love skinny women. I'm like, can we? You're so toxic. <laughs> well, I mean, he can love skinny women just like dudes can love very big women. Voluptuous like, women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you can, I mean, but listen, I'm not upset the, with anyone having their preferences. It's the toxicity of saying right. you should look a certain way. Yeah, for sure. And like I, I do, whole, I do I like to have. I was never in a pageant. I resent the accusation. No, I didn't definitely get accused, <laughs> but I just thought, you know, you, you just never know. There are a lot of little girls growing up in pageants, and now, again, I don't think that they should just like shut them down or anything like that. No. I just think that there can be, there are probably a bunch of eating disorders that come out of that too. And it's it. I so very skinny growing up. My parents started going having issues when I was like fifteen. And I, I would, be, I would blackout binge. Yeah. Like, I would binge, <laughs> and, then, and then like be like, "What the fuck did I just do?" What, what were you eating? What's your things? I don't fucking know. Cereal. <laughs> cereal, do it. Cereal, you cereal, can, you can go to bowls would, and bowls. I can't, I can't buy cereal anymore because I will go through an entire box in a day. What's your thing? Like, what's your cereal? Like, like what's loops? your top three? Like Fruit Loops, like Fruity Pebbles. Fruity, okay, you're like, into the fruity shit. Like uh, fruit, <laughs> fruit Loops. No, no, fruit. no. Um, what is it? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Okay, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Like that shit's fire. Um, the Wheaties with the sugar. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, the we. Oh, the Wheaties with the sugar. I'm thinking of Frosted Mini Wheats. No, that, you're that, about, oh, Frosted that, Mini that, Wheats. That, yeah, that. yeah, Frosted yeah. Mini Wheats. For, people hate them. I'm like so good. Raisin Bran. I fucking love it. Oh yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> people are like, you're disgusting. I love Raisin Bran Crunch too. With the, with the granola clusters it's in it? It's better. Yeah, for sure. It's better. Yeah, cereal's terrible for you. <laughs> like, I can't fucking buy cookie crunch. I can't. Have you seen the, you know you cookie kidding? crunch? Of course I know cookie It's crazy. I Reese's. Can't, I can't, Captain Crunch, get out of here. Yeah, they're all so I, bad for I you. I can't they're have so it bad. in my house. Lucky Charms. I can barely have, ew, hate Lucky Charms. Okay. <laughs> but they're all still, <laughs> so it's just bowls of sugar. But like, just, I can't have it anymore because I'll go through it. And my mom growing up, like, we didn't really have snacks. Um, but she, cause she's, she has a gluten intolerance cause mm-hmm. she has, um, arthritis. It's not so much a gluten intolerance, but it, her arthritis would flare up if she had oh, gluten. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, and so she would buy gluten free snacks all the time, which were like little cakes that were gluten free. And I would, I would eat it all. Mm. I would eat it all. Mm. And eventually my mom was like, you haven't just gained a little weight. Like, you... Yeah. Like, you could tell something mm-hmm. going on there. Right. And that's when they sent me to a therapist for the first time. Okay. <laughs> I love this story. <laughs> and that's when I went to therapy. <laughs> that's when I went to therapy. Okay. But but you... Okay. Because I've seen some big-ass little kids running around. And I mean, big, I'm talking about... They're, it's I, not It's not baby fat. I'm talking about if they stay on the you track... You are malnutritioning your child. So okay, so the so the point here is, so you do also believe in some sort of like there has to be some talk around health, right? Not I need you to fit this size, but like I would so like this, you to be healthy because I care for you. So this is what I grew up with. Okay, I grew up on the Mediterranean diet. Oh, teach us, <laughs> teach I us. I can't because we're not near the Mediterranean. <laughs> but no. So, my this comes into moderation for me as a kid. Okay. My mom fed us everything. Okay. <laughs> everything, we ate it all. We didn't have, and we didn't have a choice. My my parents' rule was: you try it once. If you don't like it, you don't ever have to eat it again. But you bet your ass you're gonna try. It. Is this what's supposed to? Is this what the Mediterranean no, diet is? Mediterranean diet is 
like fresh vegetables. It, it's a little bit of everything. Okay. And that's where moderation comes in. And I think that the United States has a really difficult time with moderation. And that is yeah. just because where I was raised and how I was raised was everything in moderation. So you can have the pasta, you can have the ice cream, you can have the rice, you can have the red meat, you can have whatever the hell. You can the have the wine. You, you can have the wine. You can have whatever the hell you want. But don't over fucking do it. Mm. Chill out. Take a breather. You know what I mean? <laughs> See, take a breather is a funny way of like gauging. Like that's not a metric. You know what I mean? That I can use. It's not an like, ounce. It's not a pound. Your, push your fork down. <laughs> take that, the breather. <laughs> because when people are thinking, because this is where all this intuitive eating comes up. Because people are like, oh, I'm, I'm in, like my diet is intuitive but eating. Diet but it's like, well, what does that mean for you? So I had this conversation with a personal trainer. Taking it he, easy for me is just four cupcakes a day instead of five. Like, well, Um, But I had this conversation with a personal trainer and he asked me, he was like, what does your diet look like? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like everything in moderation. I'm not going to stop myself from enjoying a super juicy cheeseburger. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's not going to happen. Because I need to watch my weight. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Well, you are going to stop yourself from what you're saying. You're going to stop yourself sometimes. It moderation means... But in moderation means... I was also raised in a household where I ate everything. I'm not a picky eater. I will eat mm. all the fruit. I love fruit and vegetables. Right. Love them. So... You can get fat off of those. You know, what? what is appealing to me in a meal is usually like some type of protein, some type of starch, and a fruit, vegetable, whatever, a cake. I'm really good at baking. Love making mm. stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but when he asked me about dieting, I was like, I don't... I don't truly believe in dieting itself. Like picking a diet that you're going to follow to lose weight. Because then what happens? Then you go back to your day-to-day life and your day-to-day eating. And what? You haven't eaten pasta in four months. Mm. You haven't had a cupcake in six months. (laughs) What are you going to do when you have that cupcake? You're going to feel bad. You're going to feel bloated. You're going to feel uncomfortable. Mm. And you're going to be like, oh, well, all this work that I put in is now out the fucking window. And you go back to dieting. Mm. So I was like, I'm still going to eat the shit that I want to eat. Right. But I also have to understand if I go overboard, yeah. we're going to have a problem. Well, that's so it's well, well, that, that, about, is, that is dieting. But it's t- it's not it's it's picking it's not dieting, it's just a it's your diet as a whole. Well, th- right, that's what I'm saying. So no, everyone is dieting on is every, not an action. No, no, but everyone is on a diet. Everyone that eats food and intakes food and, and drink is on is is dieting. But it's the way it's. I it's don't mean cutting. I mean dieting. I mean your diet is a you, Mediterranean diet, a Western diet, an African whatever you want to call it, a Nigerian diet. Well, whatever well the you thing is, is it. that your diet could be that you've learned information. You you have this now amalgam of all sorts of different information, and so your diet could be, I, I eat. No, I have a, a meat diet on Monday. Like I just eat meat. I yeah. eat red meat. Tuesday, because of that, I fast and I just drink water and lemon. Yeah. Wednesday, I'm a pescatarian. This day, I eat fruits and vegetables and then I go in the sauna and I sweat out. Like your diet could be, which is what it is you're saying. It's your overall diet. You don't have to be monolithic in your thought and no. say, I'm this person now. No. You can be a vegan today, have a vegan diet today. Or a pescatarian. And then tomorrow have nothing but a carnivore diet. Oh, yeah. And then, so, so what I'm saying is 
it doesn't you never have to be trapped and marginalized and but, put in boxes. You can do all sorts of stuff. Culture? Diet yeah, culture, see, I don't know about cultures. It, no, no, but I'm saying like diet culture in America is very much like I have to follow my keto diet. I have to yes. be vegan. I have to be this. And what I was talking about with my and he was like, I love to hear that you're not going to stop yourself from having this, this, this and this because you want it. Because ultimately in my di- people diet because they're trying to lose weight or they're trying to regulate Ga- or gain like, weight for people that want to get mad. or they're, tr- they're trying to regulate something about themselves right and so for me it's like i don't talk about dieting mm. i talk about my diet as a whole this some, is some, what some I people eat. it's you, you're right it is regulation some people it cannot be about losing or gaining weight it could be about my stomach does this if I eat this. Exactly. Or, you know, this yeah. flares up if I do this. So yeah. sometimes it's health-based, so but that diet comes in very, like, immediate handiness. Yeah. And for me, it's, like, it's understanding that moderation is a thing. Yeah. Not everything is black and white. Yes. Not everything has to be all or nothing. Right. It's understanding moderation. It's understanding the gray area. And it's mm-hmm. saying, you know... I'm going to drink Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, but I'm not going to drink the rest of the week. F- fucking do it. Right. Have a great time. That's what I do. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. You know, Thursday, <laughs> Thursday. Great. But that's why, salute, I salute my, again. I will cut out my Sunday. But, 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 so, so that, <laughs> so, no, you won't. No. But, but so that's the whole point is like, you're talking about where is the conversation in America? Like where, like where is the conversation going? Where is, because I've been wondering this, where the fuck has the benefit of the doubt gone? Have you thank heard anyone said this? The, thank the Lord you just said that to me because I went through something personally. <laughs> she's getting heavy, guys. She's, <laughs> she's ready to go. I went through something personally recently where somebody did not give me the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> and you were and somebody, upset. Well, somebody just made an assumption about what I thought or what I felt and ran with it. And I was like, there was not a single point in time where you gave me the benefit of that out and you said, actually, you know what? Maybe I should trust this person. Or maybe I should have a conversation with this person. And, and what did they have to say to that? They were like, you were right. <laughs> 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 but, also, but it's really hard. I, like, I always give people the benefit of the doubt. And I, or I try to tell myself as much as possible, like, give yourself the, like, give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Give other people the benefit of the doubt. We don't trust. But, pe- we don't trust people that's, anymore. That's the issue. I don't think that people know what that means. I, I haven't heard people. That's the thing. I I observe people. So what does it look like to you? What does the benefit of the doubt look like to you? Benefit of the doubt is super easy. This is the way it goes, because we've already talked about it on this, yeah. on this episode. I do not know. It'll be the best decision that a human can make for themselves to understand that you don't know shit. And if you don't know shit, then that means that there are things that you need to ask someone about, right? You, you, <laughs> you'll be fine. Just you, you'll be just fine. Oh my. But you Jesus. need to you need to ask people things in order to get information. You yeah. can't just assume you're working with two puzzle pieces yet you're trying to call out the whole picture. But that's my problem. And I get so frustrated because I'm like, at no point in time did you ask me for my opinion? Did you ask how I would feel about it? Did you think? Oh, well, you know, this has two people, and I'm talking relationship-wise now. Right, clearly. Um, like, <laughs> obviously. Um, but at no, I, w- I was extremely frustrated because I was like, at no point in time did you stop and think, well, maybe I should ask her. Mm-hmm. 
maybe I should check with her. Right. Because you might think you know me, but my response to whatever is going on could completely shock you. Right. And we don't give that to anybody anymore. We don't think, hey, you know what? Maybe this person's going to respond really well to this. Or we're like, or then it just confirms what you thought in the first place. Oh, yeah, like this person really responded the way I thought they would. Mm -hmm. But we never think, hey, how about we bring this up to somebody else? And even though we have a preconceived notion of what they might say, how about we let somebody surprise us for once? Yeah. Nobody does that anymore. Nobody You're, surprises you. you. And this is one reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast. <laughs> because, because, oh yeah, you were one of those two that said, I'm not very interesting. I fucking hate I'm not interested. I, I know, I know. I get it, I get it. <laughs> Whatever. But this is, it. like, you say that, like, I'm like, hmm. I'm not interesting but it's like i do say it like that you're right like you're saying it like that but it's more i'm saying i'm not interesting in the sense that there's not who do you think you have to be i'm you, like i'm not looking for you to do a backflip in here no, like, I, <laughs> i'm not an expert on any knowledge but that's what i mean like this you're, for your podcast you don't give a shit. I don't. You don't give a shit. No. Other people said that, like, you need to be some kind of professional. People are interested in human beings. Like, we, we really are. We don't know how to be. This is why I said you're a lifestyle podcast. <laughs> you're a lifestyle podcast. Because you have people from, every, from all walks of life who come in here and have a conversation about their day-to-day -day life or, like, what shit looks like to them. That's a lifestyle podcast to me. I like speaking to so many different types of people. And I and I find myself speaking to so many different types of people. And they all teach me something. Like I walk away from everything, every single exchange with something I didn't have before. You know Some what you layer should do? to myself. You know what you should do? Tell me what I should do. You should. Tell me who I should be, <laughs> Bella. I don't need to tell you who you need to be. Go You're ahead. You're confident enough in that for yourself. Um, okay. <laughs> Man, I wish I knew how you saw me. I'm, I'm messing. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm a no bullshit. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, now you're a no bullshit. You're, you're a bullshitter and a no bullshit type no person at the same time. Yes. I get that. No, but, but it do you makes see sense. What I mean, it, like rhetorically, it makes no sense, but it actually makes all it the sense. It makes all the sense for like, sure. I'm a major bullshitter, but I'm also a no bullshit. Kind right. Of exactly. I think a lot of times you may have to be to be. Yeah. You may have to be a no bullshit type of person to, to be, be able to a bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I kind of get that. Course. That makes sense. It lands. Okay. It lands. You. At least somebody gets me. Um, but what I think you should do is if you're talking about what or the experiences that or the the lessons you learned, the the thing that the things that you come out with post podcast is you should make a series and be like from this podcast, this is what this was my takeaway mm -hmm. because. I think what gets lost in translation in podcasts and why I personally have never really gotten invested in podcasts, the only one I got invested in was a 20-minute podcast. Like, her episodes are 20 minutes long. Right. And I'm like, thank God. I'm on my way to work. I'm listening to a podcast. Great. Mm. The Joe Rogan experience, oh, my God. It's a three-hour-long episode every single time. And I'm like, I'm going to... I can't. It's not can't. for you. Like I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm on a road trip. Like yeah. I'll listen to you, but yeah. in any other. It's for hundreds of millions of people, just not you. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> this is so much. I can't do it. Yeah. What I think you should do is take like quit snippets and be like your takeaway from every episode, mm. because I do think that people listen to podcasts and think like, oh, I'm just listening to somebody else talk. It's like white noise. Like my TV shows are like white noise. Okay. And giving giving people the two hour experience as well as a five-minute takeaway mm. 
could be super helpful. I could do, I could easily do it. Like just in the sense of being like, this was a great podcast. Listen to it. And then this was my takeaway from it. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like what, like this was or my Or maybe in beforehand as opposed you- to it just being a series. I mean, it could work as a series on the side. It could also just work as um, like a, a prelude. Yeah. Right. Also that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, but I think it's interesting that you say that because that gives you more content to potentially focus on. Yeah. And be like, hey, that's cool. Like, let's think about what else I could say that's just getting people to listen to a two hour conversation is fine, but can I give them something more? Mm-hmm. That's more of a snippet. Well, one thing that I take away from this already, and, and this was actually before we even hit record. Which is funny, right? Which is, you're talking about how you feel like you're a good judge of character. Yeah. You can clearly vacillate and sometimes you're you're drifting onto the other road that we've spoken about yeah. where you get lost in some shit and you think that someone's a big bitch even though everyone else <laughs> loves her. But then you get back on your road and you're like, oh, actually, you're a great person. One, this, this book right here, Talking to Strangers, by a guy named Malcolm Gladwell. He's a great, great uh, author. All of his stuff is like, they're all bestsellers. And... I think I watched him on a podcast and he said one thing that surprises him most is that like how wrong he has been with first impressions. Oh my God, yes. So he's just given himself a rule in life. It doesn't matter what you think of this person the first time you see them. See, Like be open to seeing them again. Being, oh, yeah. just, just be open to seeing them a second oh, or third yeah. time. And I think people do that with do dates many, as well. how many, like, so I... Some backstory. <laughs> Do it. I love it. <laughs> so I moved to Virginia with an ex-boyfriend. Okay. He got into Georgetown Law School. We were together, I think, the first two weeks that we moved here, and then he broke up with me. Okay. Heartbroken. Did he give you a reason? Or he just... Um, needed to focus on himself. Oh, okay. Good stuff. Could be in a relationship right now. This is a, a two-year relationship that turned into, can't do this right now. All right, whatever. Heartbroken. I was devastated. I'm not going to hide that. I then got on the apps. Oh, yeah. Love that. The me. apps, yeah. The apps. Yeah. <laughs> Love that for me. Um, did Bumble. Okay. Girls have to reach out first. Yeah, for sure. You have the power. Um, and I went on a couple dates. And I was like... <sighs> like, I went on a couple where I was like... Uh. Like, I would talk to a guy and then... Super witty, super funny, super blah, blah, whatever. Okay. And then I met him in person and I was like, Oh, Hello? you mean through the text he's witty in. Yeah, and then I met them in person that's... and I was like, Hello? Like, I am on text who I am in person. Like, there's no. And I was like, Oh, fuck. And then I met, like, another guy who was really nice, but he was like, I'm infatuated with you. And I was like, This is too sound. <laughs> like, I'm infatuated. In fact, that's the word he used. I kid you not. And I was like, this is a lot. Did he, did he give like a follow-up though? Did he? Because maybe he could have landed the plane. Like, I don't think the infatuation. It was like after a couple dates. It was after a couple dates. And I was like, I was like, this is a lot. Ultimately, none of them stuck. Like off of apps, none of them stuck. And then I met my current boyfriend. And I was like, I asked him out. Okay. Which I had never done before. Okay. I asked him out, and that was great. That went 
relatively How did you well. feel in that process? Did you feel shaky about it? I was it, so stressed. Yeah. Like, I was like, is this what it's like to be a man? <laughs> <laughs> I was so stressed. Uh-huh. So stressed. Also, because he left me on red for, like, three hours. <laughs> <laughs> three hours. <laughs> and I was like, and he was like, well, I was at work. And I was like, yeah, well, um, you I, at that point, I was like, just say no. <laughs> I was so stressed. Oh my goodness, man. The dating world is amazing. Oh my God, it's the it's the it. best and it's the worst. Okay. Okay. It's, it's the best and the worst. Okay, go for, okay, all right. That's fine. I I made I think that it was I mean, I'm just up for experiences. So it was all great for me. Plus, if you get better at knowing what's for you and what's not, yeah. there's certain rhetoric that you're sort of waiting on. Like when people talk, there's something about harmony. Yeah. Like in music that sort of like matches us and aligns us. And when you're talking to other people, whatever it is that you're reading, whatever it is your instinct is giving you about that person, you're like, there's something about this wavelength that makes sense. Sure. Again, we don't have to agree with everything, but that's aside from the point. Yeah. We can match on yeah. frequencies, right? Sure. No pun intended, matching, <laughs> right? But, but, we, but we can match. And... That's something that you you can you can work with that. I think there's a lot to to work with inside of that, and a lot of it is mismanagement of expectations. Because if you're going into it and you're expecting them to be the next boyfriend or be the next whatever, and you're holding them to but the that's standard, when you have to it's be weird. Upfront about what you're looking for. That's what do you want? What are you looking? I'm not a dater. Well, let me tell you what my upfront looked like when I was on the apps, which is which okay, is okay. Wait, hold on. Can we just pause for one second and you can actually tell me how old you are? Oh. That's true. You tell me how old I am. Okay, now that's so funny. I'm thinking you're like 28. Okay, but before you were thinking, probably the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like I'm in that I feel like you're not 30. Okay. But you're close to. Okay. How old do you think I am? 24. <laughs> you said that so Yeah. <laughs> like you said that so like Right. That's how old you are. How do you know that I'm 24? Because I listen. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That happened in a conversation maybe 7 or 8 conversations ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, anywho. Yeah, so you're 24. Um I'm 30 I'm I'm 31. <laughs> How long ago was your last relationship? Well, or the one, that, the one, the, are you currently in one? Right, the one that you're talking about that I talked to you before, which she has been on here twice now. That was eight years ago, and then yeah, currently, but that and that started two years ago. So you are in a current relationship. Yeah. Okay. Conversate. <laughs> so 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 in this this is this is a lot of the greatness because you came here and again I don't know anything about you you don't know anything about me you and which is also funny because even with that being said with that being granted you still think that we're polar opposites right which I is, think that less now <laughs> See how ideas change no, but, but, okay. I mean you're a white and woman like, and I'm a black man but like I mean outside of those well, things you know what I mean But okay I should justify why I felt like we were polar opposites. I feel like I haven't kind of made a point as to why. Mm -hmm. The way you talk, the way that you are, who you are, how your ideas are, how you express yourself okay. is extremely opposite to the way that I express myself. 
Right. Well, you've, you've kind of touched on this before. You said, I hold weight in my words, which I do. Yeah. I am very serious about what comes out of my mouth. Yes. Um, that doesn't mean I also can't have a good time, as you can tell. No, absolutely. Right. That, right. And that's not, but I, I think that for, I'm somebody who, like, I can hold weight in my words, but I can also be like, Whatever. Yeah, I'm a nutcase. Tequila. I'm a literal nutcase. You have layers to you. You're a human. Don't tell people that. And and that's the beauty of being a human that people lose out on every day. Is you can be so many things. You can be so many. I was having this conversation with someone the other day. I was like, yo, if I could be pansexual, I would. Oh no! This is no. Listen, listen. This is this is what I think. No. This is this is what I think. Have you ever watched Game of Thrones? No. Oh fuck. Well, why'd you say it like that? Like <laughs> like millions upon millions of people weren't watching it. Like what do you mean? Because it's so funny. Because being like one of the only people who haven't watched Game of Thrones, like <laughs> y'all you? are a fucking cult. Okay. <laughs> okay. First I would. All of you are a fucking cult. Wrong. Because I would wrong? never. I would never try to get. Once you tell me you didn't. Cool. Let me tell you what I'm still saying. I don't want you to watch it. I don't care for you to get into it. It's not that serious. It gets terrible the last People, two seasons anyway. I, I so, heard. I said that everyone's like, the finale was trash. It's not even a finale. It's the last two seasons fall off. Listen. <laughs> Listen to what? You're not even giving, you're not even getting to a point. What are you talking about? <laughs> Listen to what? What am I listening to? Yourself. Oh, oh, okay. Um, So let's see. What the fuck is the point I was getting to? Uh, You, us not knowing each other, you having no idea. Oh, pansexual. So, (laughs) so here's the thing. I already love people, and I love getting along with people, having conversations with people. What Mm -hmm. like it's it's so easy for me, and it's so natural to just. Okay. To get along with human beings, like it's not difficult for me at all. Like, okay. no, no, this is just truly how I feel. No, I'm not even trying Apple, to be. Are you in a relationship with a man or a woman? <laughs> <laughs> all right, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because now, all right, all right, hold. On. Let's hold on. Let's let's get this together. Let's let's. Re- <laughs> Let's rein this in. Oh, man. All right. Now now this balloon is doing its work. Okay. Here we are. I am a heterosexual man. I feel like that needs but, to but, be but expressed. But right. I don't know you. I So here's the I thing. I don't know who you're dating, I, I never, what I, they look like. I never felt like... Like when I was young, like maybe 19, 20, 21 years old, I tried to open my mind to being a gay man. I like my mind was like, this is the way I thought. I thought, okay. why am I? I'm thinking about everything about my life, and I'm thinking, okay, why am I straight? Why am I only attracted to women? Like, okay. is that as you spoke to me outside on the balcony about nurture versus nature? Like, was a lot of this brought on through conditioning? Sure. Of the people that were around me. Yeah. Like, would this been something that I would have been open to had the conversations been there for me to have and yeah. explore these things? So I tried to open my mind to it and I tried to, like, think of guys in that way. It just didn't work out for me. Like, I just, like, I tried it. Like, I would try to think about it. Ah! Hey, Bella, this is Terrence. Terrence, this is Bella. Hi, he, he, he's, he, yeah, this is his appearance. He's always popping by. But but so the idea is just like like what like, like like why is that the case? Now I just 
for as long as I can remember, I, re I mean, when I was young, I really, really liked girls. Like really like when I was young, mm -hmm. I was chasing girls around. When I was like sure. third, fourth, Listen. fifth grade. Hold on a second. But you're wait. talking about being pansexual. Wait, wait, and I'm pretty certain. Let me make sure I have the definition for that correct. Also, <laughs> because because <laughs> because I also want to make sure that I'm using. I'm thinking derivatives, Latin, pan, right, and sexual. So I'm thinking that what I'm saying is correct. What is your Not idea? Not attracted to either or. I think. No, no, that's, that's asexual. asexual. Oh, you're thinking I'm saying something completely Ooh, different. Wait, no. No, I would not want to be asexual. You don't <laughs> think I want to touch people? The I fuck is you're tripping. Listen. That's where most I of the pleasure in life comes. Okay. <laughs> Pansexual. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, in psychiatry terms, I'm going to give two. Pertaining to the theory that all human behavior is based on sexuality. Okay, that's, psychi that's psychiatric. Also... Omnisexual, expressing or involving sexuality in many different forms or with a variety of sexual outlets. So you're a sexual human being is what you're saying. Well, one, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And secondly, but I'm saying more than that, which is that if I could flip the switch and just love or be attracted to more people in an intimate sense, I would. It's just not natural to me. And I just like women. Okay. And so anyway, so I'm, I, but the, the point is, what, wait, 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 what are you hung up on? The thing is this, if I have a certain amount of love or like capacity to love other people, and I know what it's like to be intimate with women. If, if Thank God. Right? And so, so what I'm saying is, it's, it's, an, it's a beautiful experience. What I'm saying is. Is, if, it, is it beautiful? My experiences, I'm sorry, have been awesome. it's a little sketchy. <laughs> Again, I don't know what other people are going through or what how they're I'm treating people. And literally fucking with you. I'm having a great time. I'm so happy for you all the time. So, 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 but, but you don't. All right, but the point I'm getting to is that if I could unlock that, but for other people, it like if I just was able to veer outside of the constraints mm -hmm. that I live within now, I would do that. It's just not an option for me. Like, I just can't, I'm not attracted, so I, I can't force myself to do it. But yeah. But, like, if I would, I, I, if I could, I would. I don't see why that okay. would be an, an issue for me. The, on, the only issue I see is that there could be things that pansexuals deal with that I don't deal with, like hardships. Oh, for right? sure. Now, I, I would think that also still being me, but also just being pansexual... I would be able to navigate those. I think that I would figure it out. Like I, okay. I, like I wouldn't, you know, be disheartened by any other burdens or barriers that I may have to break through or deal with. Like I feel like me being who I am, I would figure it out. I would be all right. So, okay. so yeah, I, yeah, that's that's the thing. The only reason I brought up the whole Game of Thrones things is because there, there was. Now this guy ended up getting his eyeballs gouged out, so or, or pressed back into his brain. Ew. So. I'm okay. You know, he died, but he was in a marriage with his wife and they would just have a bunch of beautiful people in their bed with them. And that was how it's they- called a threesome? No, no, no. Not when, <laughs> not when there are 10 people in the bed okay. and there are What's women, there are the women, word? orgy. Orgy. There are women, there are men, but, but 
the husband and wife are together and they just allow yeah, this fun. So <laughs> yes, yeah, sure, nasties. Yeah, nasties. But, right, for sure, judgment. This is where the difference is. It's not judgment. But, I'm but, just saying. But but the, but the point is that I looked at those scenes and I was like, damn, that's ill. Ill in the sense of because maybe you don't use that word in that. I, don't. I mean, that's dope. That's cool. Like you use ill as dope. Yeah. You use ill. Yeah, like damn, that's ill. Like I, when those I shoes say, are ill. Like when that I say thing, I am physically ill. Well, when you say you're physically ill, then we think <laughs> that you're sick and you need immediate <laughs> medical attention. Where did ill come from for you to think that sick, that was a al- connotation also, of sick? Also, also like because think about I'm very visual, so I think about facial expressions, mm. right? So when sometimes someone might look at something that is ill or dope or mm-hmm. sick, you'd be like, oh, like, oh, it, damn. Damn, you killing it. Damn, that's ill. That's dope. So you you have sort of like, you don't have a happy face on. You have sort of a grotesque, twisted, sick face. Like, ooh. Are you describing me right now? No, I'm describing, <laughs> I'm describing a lot of human beings, especially I'm the kidding. human beings that use this language. <laughs> That say things like dope, ill, sick, be like, damn, like you you scrounge your face up like, damn. So you can say like, damn, that's sick. That's ill. Like it's almost causing me pain how awesome that is. How cool that looks. Does anything ever, is anything ever that cool? Yeah. Such as? Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and, this is, and this is where leaving the logic behind for a man in, in attaining emotional value and spiritual value, you don't. You're never touched by art in a sense where it makes you like, oh my God, well, yeah. that note. Okay. So it's like someone could be playing a guitar riff or someone could be belting out singing in an opera or whatever it is you enjoy. And you'd be like, damn. For you, maybe you saw someone ride a horse very well and they jumped and they, <laughs> and, and, they, and they jumped very high and you were just like, damn, that was nice. Yeah, like I've done that. that's what I'm saying is sometimes like you feel something in your face scrunches of like, ooh, like how did they play the guitar? That fucking that chord was amazing. How they know to place that right there? It, it's, I, it's I a, don't know that it's I a like visceral that. feeling. I don't know. That I like Ill. placement it, of ill. It, no, well, they, <laughs> like sick well, works you, for me. Maybe you're outside. Of, you're outside of the culture. I'm That's just all. not that cool. It's not that. I'm not you're that just, cool. You're just outside. I'm not that cool. And you know what? I'm okay with not being that cool. We just use different words. All right. You know, we just use okay. different words. So, okay. so, so when you again, you're you're coming into contact with people, you're reading some of the words that they're saying, and if there's way too much lingo. That is outside of your realm. You probably won't connect with that person. I will connect if I understand it. Well, that's what. I, yeah, but if I'm saying, but if it's, <laughs> I just said, but if it's a bunch of lingo that's outside of your wheelhouse, meaning you don't understand it, you're like, "Fuck is ill," and and if they're having rapid fire conversation, you're like, "What the fuck are they talking about? Why are they using I all these words?" I actually love those kinds of conversations. Okay, that's good. So like, you're we curious. Have, we have a guy who works for us. Okay. In in room dining, and you probably know who he is. Probably yes, I do. His name's Howard. Yeah. He's fucking like love this guy. He's from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And rude boy. He came down. He was like, oh, he's like, you know, Miles told me to, like, go to different departments to see what I want to do next year. Or Sam or whatever. And he's teaching me all this Jamaican shit. Nice. And I'm like, huh? Like, what are you talking? I'm like, first off, none of this damn shit makes sense. Because he goes, so he said, like, the difference between desk. So we say desk in America, right? And he says, we say decks. 
Dex. Okay, he I'm puts like, it. Bro, okay, he swaps. It's it. the same amount of letters. Dex. He's like, yeah, but it's shorter. I'm like, it's the same amount of letters. Dex. Dex. The fuck? He's like, it's a Dex. He's huh. like, D E X. Huh. Like, okay. He's like, Wagwan. <laughs> Wagwan. What the hell is Wagwan? Wagwan is like, what are you up to? Like, oh, are you Wagwan. Wagwan. He's like, Wagwan. He's like, say that. And then he was like, say Leda brother. Leda brother. And he was like, it's an A. E-R, you replace it Leda. with an A. Leda. Leda brother. Leda brother. Leda brother. And I was like, okay. I love, yeah, I love that. I love that stuff. Because sometimes they're just, even slang in America, they're just like shortened versions. So it's even when you say everything. Wagwan. Wagwan. Like, I, you what's know. What's going on? What's going on? What's going Wagwan. on? Yeah. Something a lot of people here say is, what are you on? Like, what you on? Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, like what you want? Like, yeah, like <laughs> you what? You picture me saying uh, that? No, shit? <laughs> I, I cannot picture you. But yeah, like what you want? Yeah, what you want today? What you want tonight? <laughs> Meaning, like, what are you doing? What are you getting into? What you want? Yeah, what are what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what is the itinerary that you have planned for tonight? <laughs> what is on the agenda? <laughs> <laughs> what should we be doing this evening, Oh my darling. gosh! Like, I listen. I get it. It's all. It's all beautiful, man. You just gotta. You just gotta learn to, to love and understand and, and listen. Just, and, and and listen though. Listen. Actually, that is the thing. But actually, listen. Right. I'm joking. No, please continue <laughs> on with the accent. You said you can do most. So our HR director. Yes. Literally told me the other day. I want you to take different calls because i was in reservations for a while so i'm taking spa reservation calls that come into the resort i take those calls he was like i want you to take them in every different accent that you can mm. so i started off with the british accent nice and i talked to people i was like thank you for calling salamander spa and then i did the french accent which was like thank you so much for calling uh, the spa uh and you know what's weird when I do like my French accent, I hesitate mm. as so to pretend like I don't speak the English language. Yes, yes, like, yes. Yes, so yes, the yes. restrictions are at uh, 2 p.m. Yes. And si le, I think it's a Sunday yeah. at uh, uh, 12 o'clock. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And then I can do a real southern accent, yes. real well. Um, but I did that on the phone with people <laughs> and nobody said anything. Of course. Yeah. Because you can't, first of all, okay, but even, hold up. even if you thought that the person was bullshitting you because but listen, you're a bullshitter, but listen, they would never be like, excuse me, ma'am. Can you please talk to me but, in your, okay, but wait, but wait, cause this is funny. So I worked at a place in the Hamptons. Right. That thing is blocking. Can you pull just the filter down? Yeah, just just the, just this thing, so I can see. Just pull testing, that down a testing. little bit, One, so two, it's three. not in your face, and I can see your face. <laughs> so, I was working at a hotel in the Hamptons, twenty room property, super super small. It was great, loved it. The woman who did our restaurant reservations was from Thailand. She had a Thai accent when she spoke English. One day, I'm working the front desk. I'm a supervisor at that time. And she's like, Isabella, she's like, I have somebody on the phone who's being super disrespectful, mad rude. They're telling me to go back to my country. Mm. Like, they're being awful to me on the phone. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that shit ain't gonna fly. I was like, hell no. 
We ain't pulling that shit around here. I was like, transfer the call to me. Mm. No problem. Bear in mind, she shares an office with our GM, our director of accounting, and like a ton of important people. But they're transferring it to you. And I was like, transfer the call to me. I was like, I got you. Don't worry. So I answered the call. I'm like, hello. Thank you for calling Sunset Beach. How can I help you? He's like, oh, I want a reservation for the... No, we're fully committed. Uh, no, we're fully committed. We don't have anything for you. Uh, call back for another weekend. And I hang up the phone. And the GM is dying. Yeah. Laughing. Right. Like, he's like, I cannot believe you just did that. And I was like, I'm not going to stand for people being fucking racist on the phone. Mm. Like, fuck you. Right. Like, go back to your country. Bullshit. Like, fuck out of here. Right. Um, and she was like, I can't believe you. Like, everyone was like. That is pretty funny. They were like, what the fuck? Dude? That is pretty funny. And I was like, yeah. You don't fuck with people I work with. And, and, so, that's, and so that's what I wanted to get to when I said. It, you do whatever it is you feel like you need to do with this <laughs> thing, man. <laughs> it's a lot to my feet. Okay. Um, is, again, with you saying, because I meant to talk about this a long time ago, is you said that you're a great judge of character. And again, you you stray off of that pathway sometimes, but I I, I, I could believe you. I, I, I could think that you could hang out with certain people or date certain people that you ought not be, but I think that you would make the conscious decision to do that. I oh, think yeah. that you would hang around people you know you shouldn't be doing it consciously. Oh, yeah. I think you could date people you know you shouldn't be consciously. Yeah. But I don't think all these things are you like they're all in your blind spot. I don't I don't think that they're all blinders like I'm that, very that conscious you wear. about the people that I have around me. Right. On a day to day. And so a lot of the joy that I get out of doing this is that and this is why I said this is something I could take away even before we press record is that you you agreed to this, which is why I said I told you yesterday through text messages that I was very grateful that you that you accepted this. And I, that was very true, because do you know what it means to me to have someone that can openly state, I don't fucking know you, Earl. I don't I don't know you. But for some reason, and I don't know how sketchy you get in your life, I'm going to come to your home and, and come in and sit down and have drinks and relax because and chat. talking about what we were talking about earlier, which is the levels of trust. Yes. Right? I don't have... I have very minimal conversations with you. Yes. Very minimal. Yes. But I do trust in vibes. Oh, there we go. Now we're getting into and the a, vibe talk. And a vibe that you give off. Yes. If you're like, hey, I want you on my podcast. Like, <laughs> let's fucking chill. I'm like, Earl's a cool dude. <laughs> so I was like, let's fucking chill. Let's fucking let's chill. Fucking... I'm a white uh, chick. Now, now, yeah, because you do this valley girl thing a lot. So now I feel like, you're like let's, let's fucking chill, bro. Like, let's fucking, fucking chill, yeah. dad. Let's do let's it. Fucking let's fucking do it. Let's record a podcast. Yeah, like, why fucking not? But like, you were like, how much convincing? I was like, no convincing. Because ultimately, every conversation I've had, short or long, which realistically, mostly short. Mostly. Um, has been a good conversation. Mm. So I'm not walking in here going, oh my God, what the fuck am I going to talk about with Earl? Or mm. how is this going to go? Or what are the vibes? Or what's going on? <laughs> I'm walking in going, Earl's a cool dude. Like, he fucks with my energy. Yeah. Like, ultimately, 
why not? Oh, uh, you might just be one of them where it's just if you fuck with me, I fuck with you. <laughs> you might, yeah, like it was like if he if he can get past I'm the a things lot. that yeah, right, I'm a lot, right. <laughs> you are a lot. <laughs> I'm a lot, which is a blessing and a curse at the same time. Okay, because. When it comes to being a lot, I am a lot in very particular circumstances, um, or at least. Well, which which is so. why you're an extrovert with introverted tendencies. Exactly. So I mean, I am a lot in very particular circumstances. My ex boyfriend told me that the first time he met me, which was after an eight hour days of work at my place of business, mm. um, he was like, "Yeah, that was just like he was like there was too much going on." I was like, "I just mm. came off an eight hour hospitality shift at the bar." Of the place I work at. Like, no shit I was a lot to deal Benefit with. Benefit of the doubt. Like, Not there. I'm like, of course that was a lot. The second time we met, I was sitting in a living room having a beer, relaxing. Mm. I'm like, that's a very different Bella you're going to get from one day to the next. Mm. Um, current boyfriend, we met very organically, came in for an appointment for something, and, like, I felt the vibes and I asked him out. Yeah. Great. Um... But I am a lot. I'm a fucking lot to deal with. Yeah. Especially because of the job that I have. Because I have to be... If you meet... So you deal with me on a day-to-day basis somewhat now. More than before. Mm. I have to be everybody's first impression. Yeah. I am every single person's first impression who walks into that resort. Mm. When you meet me on a personal level outside of my job, I'm very different because it's like, hey, how are you? Like, yes, I'm as sociable, I'm as out there, I'm as whatever. But when I have the the weight of being somebody's first impression on my shoulders, it's a whole different ballgame. Mm. So people are like, oh, my God, Bella's like always extroverted. She's always so much. She's over the top. She's blah, blah. I'm talking to 20 people, 30 people, 40 people a day that I have to impress. So best believe I'm going to be at the top of my game mm-hmm. every single time I have a conversation with these people. Okay. So like our GM, our resort manager, whoever walks by is like, damn, she's a lot to handle. And it's like, that's because every time you walk past me, I'm having a conversation with a different person. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that's how that works out. On a personal level, I know how to tone it down. I'm like, yeah, that's not... Hospitality Bella and real life Bella are two different people. Well, yeah, that, and that's why I say... When people don't know how to be friends with people that don't have the same ideas locked in as them, it's very, very weird to me because you you have to move outside of these boundaries. I don't care who you are at work as far as like being sociable or and being outside of work and being more relaxed and not as reserved, whatever the case is. There is a core that is running mm-hmm. through. And I guess maybe it's difficult for people to tap into that or know what those things are. Sure. And, and maybe that's why people are like, oh, you're fake because you do this over here, but then you do this over here. Like you're, But that's, that's what an actual human being is. An actual human being does have a core structure. Are you going to be a kind, considerate person? Are you going to be, are, are you thoughtful? Are you going to be truthful? Yeah. Like these are things that are like core pillars of being a human being, like noble, respectable pillars. Yeah. And if you have that at one point of the day, you probably have it at the other point of the day too. Yeah. You may be in a different circle, a different social circle. So you may be speaking differently or, you know, joking not as much or whatever, or maybe 
you know, time is the essence over here. So you're moving quickly and you're mm-hmm. really, you know, mm-hmm. you're delegating information and, and roles to people, whatever the case is. But that doesn't mean that you've lost your kindness, your consideration, your truthfulness, no. like any of those things. So I expect for people to change within the different circumstances that they get in because we're animals and you have to survive. And people forget that we're animals and that you change depending upon your setting. Yeah. Like you, it's just, it's a natural thing. It's and, sure. and that's completely okay. I'm just, I just, I have a decent idea of who people are at their core though, through the things that they say. And as you said about your father, the things that they don't say. Yeah. But it's, so my father, it was, he said, like actually said, I didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, like him. Yeah, you can't actually <laughs> say the words. And you're like. Because it's like, well, you just said that. <laughs> like you, you said something. You just said that. You said something. Right. What are you doing? Like nothing. Every bit of communication is communication. Like you, exactly. You, like everything. like no communication is communication. It's communication, which is why like, you were sitting on red for three hours, and you were like, "Is he communicating something to me?" Well, I then sometimes found you out, just don't know. He's communicating. Well, I'm well, at work. He 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 was communicating. <laughs> I'm, I'm at work, and also I'm reaching out to my friends to be like, "Can I do this? Can I not do this?" Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, that's also a thing. And I was like, okay, People fair enough. Are, but as a woman, <laughs> as a woman, <laughs> yeah, tell me, as a woman, I was. Okay. Stressed out. First off, as a woman who's never asked a man out before, right. I was stressed out as hell. I get that. And then you're like, on top of that, you're not getting a response for three hours. Yeah. I'm scared shitless. Mm-hmm. Like, just say no. Like, please just say no. Like, please just curve me. Like, right. bye. Yeah. Like, I'm not interested. Thankfully, was not the case. Mm-hmm. Thank the Lord, was not the case. But when you're a woman who's never put herself out there before and has to put herself out there, you're like, Ugh. I've, I, again, Stressful. clearly, clearly, the more you do it, the easier it gets, right? With everything, which, which, which you won't be doing. Yet. I don't want yeah, to. Right. I, I get it. I, I'll do. I, I mean, yes, I'll do it again because ultimately, I did get a, a fantastic relationship out of that. Mm. Um, but it is stressful. There is good stress. All stress isn't bad. Like there, there, there is a certain amount of stress you can put yourself under to become better at something, and that type of stress pushes you to evolve. Right, like you don't want to completely be just like gelatin and be completely comfortable and not and not no. challenged and like by anything. Recently, within my job, I've had to advocate for myself, but also make sure that my managers, directors, X, Y, Z, advocate for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had to push myself out of my comfort zone professionally. Personally, that's really hard for me. And I can say hmm. that on here because you don't know me very well. So I can be vulnerable and I can be like, this is shit's hard. People in my life. So so at what point in our relationship do we get to a point where you're just like, I can no longer share things with you, Earl, because now you've passed the point of because me not Because you know me too you. well. You know me too well. <laughs> but so, what is a therapist? I can't wait to see you like start curving my text messages. <laughs> I can't I can't wait to like experiment with you and see when we get to the point where you're like, can't be friends with him anymore. Like no, he knows it, me it, too well. It's not at all about being friends, it's about being vulnerable. So like I can be friends with you all day long, that's not a problem. Yes. But like if something arises where I am uncomfortable about talking about it mm. and I can't talk about it with you, because eventually you come to a point where you no longer have a What's the word I'm looking for? Where you no longer have a neutral opinion about me. Mm. It When you are invested in somebody emotionally, mm. 
your opinion is no longer neutral because mm. you either know them really well mm. or you've been in circumstances where you've gotten to know each other very well or like in a relationship you get to know people you start dating and see we're great you fall in love i don't agree and with this. But, but emotionally you get super attached and then i personally when i get very attached to people my vulnerability gets more difficult because you've gotten that person like you have them you're with them mm. and you're afraid to scare them away oh see that i think that's the issue Maybe i think i think that if you knew person. i think that if, yeah i think <laughs> that if you knew me more that wouldn't be an issue because one i'm not going to get emotionally attached to a point where i can't give you an objective like stance on something sure. I'm, i'll never tell i never tell my friends like to do something or to not but do something. But it's not about you giving me an objective stance. It's more about me being able to share my vulnerable experiences. Right, but you're saying because it, there's a fear that that person will run away. Mean because they're invested in you and they. And then you're like, oh, I've gotten them by doing X, Y, Z, right? Because everybody thinks that way. Okay. Right. Okay. I, at least I think so. When you're in a relationship with somebody, it starts with like the dating, and then they, you fall in love, and then you're like in this. You're like, huh, we're in it. Mm -hmm. Um. Hopefully that lasts. If it's not, you know, it wasn't meant to be. Okay. But you get it. I think I start second guessing myself a lot more in a relationship than when I'm not in a relationship. Because I have nothing to lose yeah. when I'm not in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I am super vulnerable and if I am raw to the core who I am... I have the potential of losing something that I've worked so hard to keep. Oh, well, okay. So that's that's where we differ. Okay, that's that's the missing link. Mm. Is you've worked hard for something to keep. Yeah. That's where we differ. I don't think I'm keeping anyone ever. I never think that because we shared X amount of time, however that is in anyone's mind that's listening to this, that I have you. Right. You're your own person with your own autonomy and can walk away and leave and do whatever whenever you'd want. And that's fine with me. Right. Like if if, if our relationship it, is it really fine with you? Because I was somebody who all the time when I was in relationships and I got myself into relationships, I was somebody who was like, I have been alone and I know how to be alone. Mm -hmm. I'm very confident in my ability to be on my own. Mm -hmm. However, am I truly willing? to let somebody go and be like, oh, it's not for you, see you later, when I have invested so much time and emotion and difficulty yeah. mm -hmm. into maintaining a relationship, am I truly okay with being like, I'm not for you, <laughs> see you later. Well, well, the answer for me is yes. And second, I wouldn't do it with the intonation <laughs> that you have that, like, that inflection of, later, bitch, bye, next. Like, all of, because all that has some sort of like, uh, there's some sort of vindication behind that. There's some sort of spite. There's some sort of shade sprinkled in there somehow. Bye, bitch. Like, but, but, but it's and, it doesn't and, have to be like, bitch. But I, it's just I like, said that dramatically, right. obviously. Because because for me, again, that isn't that isn't the expectation, which goes back to the apps in itself and just matching with someone. My expectation is not for you to be here forever. My expectation is right now, you and I are enjoying each other. And we are having a moment that is going to be timeless, especially for the fact that we're recording it. But we're having a moment that is timeless. And I'm it's not just information like knowledge that I'm gaining from you about 
different ways of living, whether you're in Paris or whatever the case is. It's not just different ideas. You and your conversation are adding layers to who I am. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe you're in tune with this. Maybe you're not. But it is the truth. Right. When you engage with other people, you're taking a little bit of them, especially when they're engaging conversations, like truly engaging conversations. Sure. Like I'm speaking in your ear right now because you got these fucking headphones on and you you can't even you can't be but so distracted. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're engaged. We're entwined at this point that that pays in exponential dividends. Mm. Right. And if you think about things that way, I'm never wasting time. Yeah. I, I'm investing in people because that's where a lot of you beauty and life comes from. People. Yeah. So I invest yeah. in them. You can leave. That doesn't mean that I've lost anything, really. Sure. Like I've, I've gained so much. But in relationship a, in a, wise. Yeah. And, and, and this is, I think, where men and women differ. OK. Um, or or j- maybe just my personality. I am an extremely caring person. Okay. I care very much. I go out of my way to make sure that somebody is okay. I go out of my way to make sure that the the person I'm in a relationship with is consistently being taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be me or another situation, like I'm on top of the ball. So I lose care for myself, right? Like I will distract from caring for myself to care for somebody Oh, well, that's its own thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a very specific <laughs> detail that we all needed to hear. <laughs> that you stop caring for yourself because you can easily care for these people. And if it ever goes left or you guys need to split for any reason and they express that to you, as far as I'm concerned, if you truly care about them, then it's, okay, why do you think that? Like, what is it that you need? Like, okay, you need space, you need this. Okay, well, then I I appreciate that because I know you, I believe in you, I love you. I want, then I now want that for you. If my parameters of love are truly in a noble place, which is pure, like I really love you and want the best for you, then I now. I will remove myself from the equation. Exactly, because it's not about me. Yeah. It's about you. So in that sense, yeah, I still want to love you. That's where it becomes difficult because oftentimes, and we use this sentence to justify relationships, and people are like, it's not you. Me. Well, yeah, of course, like, of course, and of you're course. like, oh. <laughs> but can we really be honest though? Like, well, that's you're upset, and I would be upset as well because in in the same thing as far as your ex boyfriend telling you as far if that's as far as the conversation went, like I, it's just me. The whole thing is this is bumper sticker talk, and I don't like it. You're right, I don't like headline talk. I don't like bumper sticker talk. I don't like when people say something that looks be- nice. In a frame on pretty. a wall, it looks pretty with white letters in the back backdrop like, with a so, dolphin flying so over top of it. Me and my ex-boyfriend are on very good terms. We're on extremely good terms. He went through okay. a lot of shit. Um, we're on extremely good terms. He broke up with me for multiple different reasons. At first, he was like, "Well, it's me, it's not you." And then eventually, we got down to the degree. I was like, "I was like, all women want to hear is the fucking honest truth." Like as much as, and this is from personal experience, from watching my parents, like. You not saying how you feel is not going to diminish the situation that we're in. I'm like, I'm hurt. I'm 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 upset. I'm hurt. I'm in a I'm in a shitty situation. You truly telling me like I don't believe in closure. I truly okay. don't believe in closure because mm-hmm. I think you create closure for yourself. Okay. I think that you beg people or the person that you're with for closure, but ultimately you have to create that for yourself because nothing anybody else says to you is going to give you the closure that you need. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm with you. Um, but 
ultimately, I'm like, all we want to hear is the fucking truth. Like, that's it. As much as it's going to hurt us, as, as shitty as it's going to be, we want to hear it. But men are protectors. Okay. And all they want to do is be, I don't want to hurt her feelings. I want to protect her. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm causing pain, but I want to cause minimal damage. Sometimes it's protectors. I'm, I'm, cause you're shooting a lot of bail to men right now. And let me take some <laughs> of that away. Sometimes it's that, but more so often, I would even say that it's deeper. It's cowardice. Oh, because because it's, I don't want to hurt my feelings yeah. and watching you cry or go yeah. through this is going to hurt me. And I don't want to deal with that. It's yeah. a lot of times more so cowardice. And, and I've my, dealt with that. My dad said that to me. So and whatever. But so my dad cheated okay. on my mom. OK, there my we go. My dad cheated on my mom. And, and my mom with, cheated with, on my dad. With, <laughs> with a much younger woman, like whatever. We're all we've come to terms with it. We've talked about it. We're good about it. I'm chill. My dad. Him and I had a very rocky relationship and now we're very, very close. Because ultimately I was like, own up to your shit, deal with who you are as a person, and as soon as you accept who you are, I'll accept who you are. And now we're on a, a phenomenal page. We That's get awesome. Along, we get along very, very well. Because I've accepted him for who he is. I'm like, I can't accept you for who you are and I can't love you for who you are until you do so for yourself. How long did it take for you guys to get there? I think it took us a couple of years. Couple it, years? That's it, not bad. And it took us a couple of years. And and I'm very glad, like now he talks to me about his relationships and he's like That's all cool. up front with me and it's great and I love it and it's fantastic. Um But so he, he cheated on my mom with a much younger woman. That was very difficult, right? Like mm. that's that becomes a struggle in and of itself. And then you have all the conversations in the back and forth and like my mom who's a super family person and Right. And 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 how that destroyed her and 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 her recovery to that into a new relationship and like all the things. I don't know where I was going with that. Well, I mean, I was definitely talking about the fact of being able to let someone go and being okay with it. Okay. So letting somebody go, yes. right? My mom had to learn that. And yeah. ultimately, one of the reasons why my parents separation was very difficult i mean i was 17 years old we were sitting in the living room with my parents my dad had like left and come back and i looked at him and i was like if you don't want to be here you don't have to be here hmm. 17 i was 17 so hearing that from a 17 year old daughter must be a wild experience oh he still that must talks be about so that must be day. such a wild experience <laughs> like looking at a young child but she's of you Oh, and yeah. she knows you. She's been observing you since she came out. And she looks at you and says, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. That's a fucking wild experience. It was, it was super intense. It was a lot. And it was a moment where I was like, he had left, come back. They tried to make the relationship work. And ultimately, the, the dynamic completely changes. Mm. And I was like, clearly, you do not want to be here. Yeah. You are not interested in this family life. You are not interested in making this work. And I was like, I, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. And you can leave. And he left that night and never came back. Wow. He walked out the door. Holy <laughs> fucking <laughs> Let me tell you, just as a storyteller. <laughs> That was a bomb. Like, the, like you really slow stepped into that one. Like, let me tell you, I wasn't the only one that wasn't expecting that. 
<laughs> whoa, like the whole vision was like right there. Like I was watching the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 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 That was the night. So he left, never came back, ever. Walked out the door. My mom that night, you know, every other night she had like tried to chase after him, like wanted him to stay. And that night she didn't. I was very clear. And like, I took on the responsibility of my parents' divorce. Like ultimately in that moment, As a mediator? As I, I took on my dad leaving and not coming back as my fault. Oh, I Okay, okay. It Was it because of that statement or just because of the not knowing what took place? Or probably both. It was, it was him not coming back that set the tone. So like I said what I had to say, he walked out that door and never came back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting, we're, it's getting to that point. We're getting yeah. to the nitty gritty. Yeah. Um, and I also told. You have more San Pellegrino in there? I do not. Okay. Let me... Oh, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, you had one. That I was the that was here. that was the starter one. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Need, so, so you're good. I need my glass. Oh, your glass. I'm sorry. I just took that from you. Which one was that? <laughs> Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> I'm doing a lot. And I already put some in there. You oh, don't need it. I want more. Okay. Because um, you pack drinks. Um, oh, yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, yes, do. I do. <laughs> um, and then it came to... So my, my mom, even after that, continuously fought for the relationship. Continuously. She was like, I'm a family person. I believe in this marriage. I'm going to continuously fight for it. I had been a freshman in college... My dad came to visit. And the excuse we were given for why the marriage wasn't working was for other family drama. Mm. And then finally, my dad, my freshman year of college, was like, I was cheating on your mom. Mm. And I was like, I knew that. Because we went on a father-daughter trip, and I, I, I kite surf, and with my dad and we went holy on this shit hold on I, I i needed a second to even figure out what the fuck you're talking about i understand wait i understand what parasailing is i understand what what waterboarding is wakeboarding what is kite so i mean that must be the same thing like it's, it's kind of like it's the board so you have a board like a kind of like a snowboard kind right. of vibe like on your feet and then you have a kite up in the air and the kite is large enough because it must be very, yeah. very large. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's about it's it's more about weight. So we have like nine, twelve kilogram like kites. Kilogra That's kilograms, you kilograms. fucking, <laughs> you fucking <laughs> Europeans. I mean, it's true. No, I get it. Okay, you have um, kilograms. So we went on a kite surfing trip to New Caledonia, which is near Australia. Mm. Phenomenal trip, mm. uh, and it was a father daughter trip because my parents had been separated at that time, and. We kite surfed, we did all great stuff, and one day I wanted to send myself some pictures from his phone mm. and found messages mm. and images from another You person. all in the messages? That ain't got nothing to do with the photos. Where are you at in the phone, huh? Well, what people detective, don't know, detective. What people don't know is that when you use WhatsApp, your pictures automatically save to your camera roll. Mm. So I'm looking through the camera roll. And finding selfies of people that I'm like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Right. Um, so I had kind of detected that already. Mm. And I confronted my dad about it. And he was like, listen, I fucked up. But like, we're back on track. Like, whatever. Freshman year, my dad's like, I cheated on your mom. And I'm like, okay, well, I knew that already. Right. But thank you so much for telling me. Right. Um, 
And then fast track, now we're in a good space. He, I met the woman he cheated on my mom with. Because okay. he stayed with that woman. Okay. I don't fuck with her whatsoever. Why? So... For a long time, I thought it was because she's the she was the woman, right? Right, and that's what people would would expect is like she was the woman, so you're never gonna like her. I gave her a shot, truly did. She's you know twenty years younger. Yes. Um, super skinny, like. You know he likes skinny women now. I, I know, and he said it, so I can't be mad about yeah. it. But so. Not to sound bougie. Grew up in France. I have a country house. So we have an apartment in the city and a country house. Mm -hmm. And she spent a lot of time in the country house. And I saw her interact with what you would call the help. Okay. <laughs> Natalie, who's been in my life since the day I was born, she she is the housekeeper for the house and she's the cook for the house and she's phenomenal. I love this woman. I've known her my entire life. Listening to her dictate the ways of the house to people that I grew up around and that have ultimately served served when I say served I don't mean like service I mean yes. like served in the sense that like have educated me in my life yes. and have had me grow in my life mm -hmm. have her be like well you need to do this 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 and this and I was like hold the fuck on this is not your house this mm -hmm. is not your family this is not your fucking situation. Mm. Back the fuck up. Oh. I didn't like how... Territorial. Territorial she got about you, the whole You thing. also seemed a bit territorial. The territorial it's my was, damn I, was, I was about to say, the like, I said that in terms of you, but yes. It's, but I grew up there. I grew up at the... And, and, and it's not even to say, like, I was raised, like, regardless of who you were, you earned my respect regardless of who you are regardless of your status okay so so trust is there until you break it but respect you have to it's earn a, it's, but it's also this a, is an interesting grain hmm, i don't know that i feel like that deserves a deeper a deeper dive so okay just so that there's no misconceptions misunderstandings right i born and raised in paris france to a french family a very wealthy French family. Um, we have an estate mm. in the countryside in France. There's five houses on the estate. Um, each house belongs to a sibling mm. of the family. So there's my grandfather. And then um, each child of his has a house on said property. So it's always been shared. Um, I don't like saying the help because... Ultimately, they're just as much my family as anybody else because I grew up with these people who made me dinner, who cleaned my room, who did all these things. Yeah, I'm white privilege, 110. <laughs> yeah, the help, the help sounds super derogatory, <laughs> and it's awful. But like, ultimately, super derogatory. I'm not going to be an asshole and call them a, like that is that is who they are. That that is that is the term I guess that you grew up knowing. Like that is the term that they use. Like she it's was, ask she, ask the help like. Like my housekeeper, yes. my my. But my then they're cook. various ones, so you just throw them all she, under the umbrella of the help. She is. She did multiple things. She was hired, I think, a month after I was born. Mm. I have known this woman my entire life. Yeah. Um. She's whooped me into shape when she's needed me to. What? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, she by no means was I the bougie white girl who was like, 
um, can you like clean my room and do the shit? Like, no. Yeah. She was like, no, bitch, go clean your shit up. Like, I'm not your housekeeper. I'm not your fucking cook. I work for your parents. Mm. Like, whatever. Um, so I grew up in a very, and France has more history. Like, it's older than the United States yeah. is, in, in a sense. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, I... I, what, I What are we, 1776? I think that's when it was? Don't ask me. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, France is older. That's all I know. Yes, yes. Um, so, just a very different lifestyle. Yeah. And, ultimately, the way she treated... The people that worked for us, I was always taught to treat with respect, mm. regardless of your status. I don't give a shit. Um, and she felt like she kind of walked in and was like, da 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 And I was like, uh, yeah, I don't like that. Mm. Don't treat people like that. Like, this isn't the kind of... This isn't that. This isn't that. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Like, that's not okay with me. Um, and my dad's like, well, you just don't like her because of XYZ. I'm like, no, because mm. I just don't like how she treats people. Like, I genuinely, I don't appreciate it. Yeah. Like, I think that also the things that she wanted versus the things that he wanted and, like, aligning themselves. And she was like, well, I want kids and I want to get married. And my dad's like, well, I'm fucking 50 plus. Like, I've had kids. I've been married. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're still a young buck. Like. <laughs> like, like, do you want, and I told my dad straight up, I was like, if you have kids, I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you just going to not talk to him? And not, are you also going to not talk to the children? Because it'd be crazy to not talk to the children. Or to talk to the children, but not talk to him. I'm not talking to him. I'm not talking to them. But you're going to talk to your brothers and sisters that come from him and my this other woman. My brother? My brother. No, no, no. They would. You would have <laughs> brothers and sisters from this. I don't this give a fuck. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> You you know I was very clear about my intentions prior. I tell my dad religiously. I'm like, listen, if you have kids, I don't want to know about them. I don't want to hear about them. I don't give a fuck. Wow, you're so with interesting. Her, with her specifically. With her but, specifically. But but they shouldn't have to. I know. They it's like have don't put do. the burden on the kids. <laughs> <laughs> But you're saying it like it's ridiculous. <laughs> Cause you're saying don't oh, run it on the kids. I'm fucking crying. <laughs> this is this is this is exactly Outrageous. what I'm, this is exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. <laughs> I believe that you give your friends good advice because <laughs> it's like, you know this shit, this shit, but then you throw it under some joking tone. Like it doesn't matter. Don't put the burden on the kids. Yeah, whatever. I get like, 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 no, that should be the end of the discussion. Like, no, cause it's not my, it wasn't my choice. Do not. What do you mean? They're not my kids. <laughs> <laughs> But that doesn't mean that you have to treat them like lepers. I'm like, not going to treat them like lepers. Yeah, I'm just... I'm going to say, so, okay, listen. So, so, so what are you going to do when they're like... Mm, mm, I'm not going to see you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that I exist. 
I'm you can know crying. you can know of me you can know of me but i was very clear i was like if you have kids i don't want nothing to do with it oh my goodness man i'm fucking and dead, i hope man. these kids are loved my brain is dead right now it's fucking over <laughs> <laughs> well listen i appreciate you and i appreciate your ideas you're right of course we do not and whatever it is you're talking about, whatever my aura is, whatever it is you're trying to, your the, the aura, summation, oh please. oh please, the summation of me, your my vibe, you keep calling it. So okay, let me be super clear, just oh, so that you're go for it, <laughs> go, go for it. So like like I said, you put you weigh a lot into your words, X Y Z, whatever, blah blah. I am somebody super cash, right? Mm -hmm. I'm chill. I relax. I feel like every conversation I have with you, whether that be uh, like, not that we've had serious conversations, but every chill, even conversation that I've had with you, I feel like you're always thinking, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, there's always, there's always a level of you, like, truly listening to what's coming out of people's mouths. Okay. <laughs> this is, is this about to be another thing that is, we, we shit on? <laughs> Are we about to shit on this, dude? We're not yeah, okay, girl, you listen when I speak. Ugh. No, but there's listening and then there's listening. Okay, there's hearing and then there's listening. I, oh, I say that to my boyfriend all the time. I was like, just because you listen. I was like, you heard me. Yeah. You didn't um, fucking listen. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. Yes, there is. Big you, one. You heard me, but are you listening to the words that are coming out meaning of my mouth? Meaning your ears work. That's all hearing is. Your but ears not work. Not even that, but just a, a complete understanding of what I'm saying to you. Right That's a listening. Listening. That's listening. Hearing, you heard something. My ears work. My ears work. I heard you. You're hearing. Yeah. And then there's listening. Like, did you fully comprehend what the fuck I just said? Yo, first of all, if that's how you coming at a boy, like, in the middle of, no. maybe that's, but because, well. See, and this is the thing. People think I'm so aggressive because on a casual term, like, this is how I speak to people. In a relationship, I would never dare. You're not losing anything that's not for you, though. Like, you just, you're just dealing with people or have dealt with people, I should say, that just can't handle you. But, like, that's just, that that's not but, your, that's not you your know, fault. But, like, ultimately, emotionally, like, that can be really hard sometimes. I believe like it. Like people, people who say like, "Oh, you're too much," and it's like, or like you're too aggressive, or you're too this, or you're too that. And like again, I'm open to conversation, but like people who say that about you, who like kind of know you or don't really know you, like sometimes you're like taken aback, and you're like, "Okay," like I thought we were kidding around, like I thought we were having mm. a good time, and then you're flipping it into something negative mm. when it doesn't need to be negative yeah that, that yeah that's really what it is it just doesn't have to be negative it doesn't have you to can be, be a lot like, like you can be a lot and it not be a problem yeah but by you saying like oh you're a lot or you're super aggressive that's like, that's bumper sticker talk again there's no articulation there's no delving there's no unpacking of what that actually means because what that could mean which you and i have spoken about before mm. could just be you intimidate me, which you've also heard or known about when it comes to you. I'm in tow. Is just, I'm just intimidated by you because I don't know where to stand. Like maybe you're very witty and you're funny and you have like these talents, like you have these things going for you. And, and when it comes to a social standing, I don't know what to do with you. Like yeah. I, I don't know how to do this dance with you because you're a better dancer than I am when it comes to and words. And I think that that's where it gets difficult. And like that was something that I had an issue with my siblings. So I have an older brother. My older brother 
I was constantly berated by my parents about being too quick. Mm. I'm very, like, if you're, I'm witty as fuck. Berated for it? Like, I was often told, like, you're, he's like, you're too quick for him. Don't do that. Don't say that. Don't be like that. Because very often it was like, he couldn't, he didn't catch on that fast. Oh, they do say that sarcasm is mean when the other person doesn't know that it's happening. But, so he knew it was happening. He just couldn't come up with something as quickly. Oh, uh, that's fine. That's fair game. You know what I mean? That's fair game. And I'm like, I don't, so, my brother's on the spectrum. Somewhat. Mm -hmm. Somewhat on the spectrum. I don't like to say he's on the spectrum because relatively, as a young kid, yes, somewhat, but. Like, there was a lot of work and education put into him being the person that he is now, which is a full-functioning adult. And my parents very oftentimes... I have a really big issue with victim syndrome. Mm. Like, a really big issue with it. I don't do well with it whatsoever. Like, stop. You're not a victim. Victimizing. Victimizing is a huge issue for me. And that is just because I grew up around somebody who constantly had themselves labeled as a victim... When they had no reason to. Okay. Um, so I... Look at you. You're getting better at this podcasting thing. Come on. Yeah. That's, um, I have a really big issue with people victimizing themselves. Okay. When there's no need to. Okay. okay. I want people to feel bad for me. Mm, that really... When you've been given every opportunity mm. to be... A phenomenal xyz or to be a great whatever you being like well you know i went through okay fine everybody goes through shit but you constantly bringing it up yeah and being like i've overcome you're not superman okay relax <laughs> Yo, i'm gonna just let you go go ahead do you do you think I... no but i don't know if you see what i mean but like i grew up with somebody who like was given everything mm-hmm the best education, the best teachers, the the best out of life, all the money in the world to be the best person that they could be. And to this day, consistently refer to themselves, well, you know, I'm on the spectrum. And it's like, chill the fuck out. Like, you went through a lot. You've overcome that. And, like, for me, it's like you should be proud of where you are, not – getting down on yourself about where you started or what you went through. Yeah. Um, so victim, like victims to me, like I can't, <laughs> I can't stand it. Yeah. I, I didn't grow up that way. Uh, learning to be victimized. It, it, it wasn't a thing. So, so a lot of times I come on this podcast and I talk about all different sorts of people like owning their shit. Just taking yeah. accountability for things. Yeah. Yes, there are other people that are doing wrong things all the time. That is a fact. But then there's also what are you doing? Yeah. Right? Like what is your contribution to this thing? And I just speak in these objective terms about things as best I can. So when I grew up, and I know a lot of people didn't grow up like this because I'm talking to a lot of people and realizing this, I wasn't allowed to blame things on other people. No. Whenever I, something happened, I'd be like, well, I'm not like like my older brother. I know that he he can do this and he can do that. And my dad would be like, Earl, 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 stop. I'm not talking about Julian right now. Yeah, I'm talking about I'm you. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about what you. What did you do? And this goes back to the conversation of walking down this path of not just being completely reactionary to everything well, around you all the time. Well, comparison is the thief of joy. 
Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. And so uh, that's what most people are doing is they're constantly at every level comparing. And like for me, it wasn't even I never compared myself to my brother ever because I, you know, given what he went through. So he's my older brother. I was born two and a half years later. My parents directed a lot of attention to him as they should because he needed it. I grew up extremely independent. I was very, I taught myself how to ride a bike. I taught myself how to tie my shoes. I taught myself very basic things that kids would typically learn from somebody else. Mm. I taught myself. And I've had these conversations with my parents where I was like, I was extremely, my parents were like, you could have left the house by the time you were 14, 16. Mm. Like you were ready to go because I grew the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Ultimately is how I put it. I grew the fuck up. My brother didn't have that luxury. Right. It is a luxury. It's a luxury. For sure. To be able to say, I had my shit together. Yes. Not that I do, but. I can survive. I can sur- I can be and maybe put even thrive. on my own. Yeah. And be okay. Right. My brother didn't have that luxury. Yeah. Right? Um, but my parents are extremely guilty. They feel very guilty that I missed out on certain things throughout my life. Mm. Because like the pre- like I was I was a devil child. Okay. Devil. I was okay. awful. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't care what kind of attention it was, as long as it was attention. Okay. I didn't care. Yeah. Because I get that. when you see somebody who's getting all the attention and then you're ultimately like, Well, why am I not getting that much attention? You don't understand it. You don't comprehend that at that age. Mm. Um, so you get to a point where you're like, Okay, I I want attention too. And clearly, being able to do da-da-da-da-da doesn't fucking matter. But if I'm a fucking psychotic devil child, then they'll pay attention to me. For sure. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> which, that's common. Which was, which was the case. But I get super frustrated. And I tell people, I'm like, I had, so my writing instructor always compared me. To, he's like, I always tell you guys. I'm and not by the even, way, she said riding and not writing. She rides horses, guys. I ride horses. Guys. I jump horses. Like you, like she said earlier, <laughs> she's rich. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie about it. Yeah, it's okay. I personally, myself, not rich. My family, yes. And you ride um, horses. And I ride horses. My riding instructor always talks about you guys, and I'm like, I'm not you guys. Mm. I'm not you guys. Mm. We don't. Mm. You can't compare me mm. to another. <laughs> <laughs> that right there was it was ill. I'm just saying. Was sick. <laughs> it was, was dope. I see. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, get your flex on. Talk your shit. But it's true. Don't I'm compare not, me to these other motherfuckers, man. I ain't them. I'm not them. I'm not them. This I'm ain't that. That exactly. Mm-hmm. Like when I am doing something, and you're like, I tell you guys all the time. First off, you never told me shit. <laughs> for all of you that are not watching she grabbed a whole lot of air out of the air just now <laughs> she, oh, she took a whole handful of air i am not who because you have a short-term memory and can't remember who you said what to who mm. and you're comparing everybody else to everybody else i am not that okay last time we were in a in a lesson whatever and we were doing xyz this is what you told me. And now you're coming out of nowhere. Wait a saying, minute, but he's saying this to like the whole group. 
No, he's saying it to me personally. Oh, okay, because that's weird. I was going to say, because if it's a group thing, he has no, to do that. No, that's fine. Yeah, he has I'm talking, to do that. These are one-on-one lessons. Oh, that's weird. And I'm like, don't say you guys. Because first off, I don't ride with other people. Okay, I ride alone <sighs> in a situation. <laughs> and it's like, don't. Like, you're bringing up shit, and I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, you've never said this to me. And I have an issue with my brother when he's like, well, you know, I went through. I'm like, stop being a victim. Stop being a victim. Mm. Grow the fuck up. You've been given every opportunity in the fucking world to be successful. Mm. Grow the fuck up. Put your big boy pants on. Again, this is what I talk about on this podcast. And again, this guy, Malcolm Gladwell, he also has one that I think maybe even better. No, probably is better, which is called Outliers. And it's just... It's just about the people that have made something for themselves in, in the world, like the fucking Bill Gates and the Steve yeah. Jobs, the Mark Zuckerbergs, the, the Rockefellers, all these wild people that have made yeah. huge things. And it just he goes into such depth, and I love it, about the times that these people were born, the yeah. areas that they were born in, also clearly the talent and the drive that they had. But there's so many different variables that go into you being what you are and you can everyone can play the victim game to some degree Stop. and that's the issue and you can also play the privilege game to some degree like we all have them and, like, like but you know what and this goes back to our conversation earlier about not being able to have a conversation mm-hmm. the conversation about privilege yeah white privilege okay so people talk like the other i watched a video and this girl was like or this guy this was like, TikTok? there's no such thing as white privilege. And I was like, hold the fuck on. Like, as a white woman, I know that there is white privilege. Like, don't get, <laughs> don't get it fucking twisted, okay? Like, privilege... But there is such a thing as privilege as a whole. You don't need to label it with white, black, Asian, whatever, blah, 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 blah. There is such thing as privilege as a whole. And I feel like people forget about that. They associate privilege to being white. Not true. Bumper sticker talk. Is what it is. Yeah. It looks nice on the back of a car or on a headline. I grew up Paris, France. I went to an international school from from freshman year of high school to senior year of high school. I was around 123 different nationalities Mm. on a day-to-day basis. Mm. That is what I grew up around. And we never talked about privilege. Fuck. No. Everybody, their parents worked for a company. Their parents were ambassadors of XYZ, of Nigeria, of Namibia, of whatever. Um, I had friends who moved every two years. Like it didn't mean anything about them. It was just like you were, you were put in a situation where you were around all kinds of different cultures. Well, it sounds like all these people were privileged, like highly privileged. So you wouldn't have the conversation of being privileged, but not necessarily because these people that I grew up around, I was privileged. I eight kids and my entire private school education paid for school out of pocket. Okay. Me and my brother were two of those kids. Okay. I don't hide that I was privileged. Mm. I think it's bullshit to hide that you were. Um, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything wrong it with, is being, what it is. with like, being born in a wealthy you family. You were born somewhere. You were, like, you were born in a wealthy family, so fucking sue me. Like, get over it. Um, a lot of the kids that I grew up with, their parents worked for corporate companies that paid for their child's education. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's nice. I mean, it's, it's, it's phenomenal, but these, these families were by no means wealthy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, right. they were um, exported yeah. for their job mm-hmm. to a country and that particular company said, I will pay for your child's education. Which gave them a sliver of privilege. Which gave them somewhat of a privilege. Some privilege. Somewhat of a privilege. Yeah. Absolutely. 
but only I was I mean I didn't go to a huge school but I, I went to a very nice school um but off, I was like it, you kind of get taken aback because you're like oh wow like you you're not paying for this like they weren't paying for their homes they weren't paying for their child's education like they were like you are displacing me mm. you are derooting me from where I am putting me somewhere else and I have to figure my shit out so I was raised around multi-cultures mm-hmm. on, on, on so many different levels. Um, but I have never hidden the fact that I've been privileged. Have I been embarrassed of it? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't... Absolutely. I have been I mean, in I'm situations... Su- I, I, yeah, go ahead. Continue. Like, I have been in situations where I have felt, honestly, embarrassed of my privilege. And, but I will say, I am confident enough in myself that I can back my shit up. Where it's like, I know that I am not X, Y, Z. You can label me as racist, homophobic, whatever. I can back my shit up. Like, no, you're wrong. Um, Man, that really bothers me. It really, really bothers me. I see see why you're upset that conversation's not so prevalent. The first time I was ever called racist was in the United States. Oh, yeah? First time. First time I I was on a bus. And I was going from... New York to Rhode Island, and I was having a really shitty day, like a really bad day. I was emotionally, I was struggling, like everything was bad. And I was sitting at the back of the bus, and I had two black couples sitting behind me. And I had my earphones in, like minding my own business. And the girl sitting behind me was blasting whatever she had on her phone. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can tell me if, like, am I the asshole, right? <laughs> I can't wait for this. <laughs> like, am I? Because I'm just going to be honest about whatever no, it is. Look, yeah. That's what I need. Yeah. Because it's, it's literally, this was, like, four or five years ago. And okay. it still bothers me to this day. Because okay. it was the first time I was ever called racist in my life. All right. You're, you're, right. you're, you're was, on a bus. You're, you've had a long day. You're riding. There's some black people behind you. Bump, people. Bumping some shit. <laughs> Like, not even that. Like, a fucking stupid TV show. Throw your hands up. Throw your hands up. Throw your hands up. I'd probably be more down with that than whatever the fuck she was playing. Like, low-key. For real. Right, right, right. So I have my earphones in. I'm minding my own fucking business. And she's playing this shit behind me. And I can hear it. Like, clearly it's bothering me. Mm. I don't give a shit what you look like. Mm. You're being a nuisance. <laughs> you're a nuisance. You're, you're a, a damn rascal. You're being a nuisance to society. You're a scoundrel. You're a scoundrel and I don't like it. Yeah. So I turn around and I look at her and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you mind? <laughs> so I turn back around. And I, I'm like, okay, maybe she'll get the message. Thinking she's fucking intellectually there. Mm. No. Yeah. Not fucking there. Shouldn't do that. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Jesus. I turn around again. Hello. Whatever. Turn around again. Third time, I'm going to say something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, hi, do you mind putting earphones in or maybe turning the volume down? She's like, well, it ain't bothering you. I'm like, first off, I wouldn't be turning around if it wasn't bothering me. Oh, yeah. Now we off to the races. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, first off, it wouldn't be bothering me. Like, If it didn't bother me, I wouldn't be turning around. I wouldn't be bringing it up. This had nothing. And she was like, 
you just a fucking racist. Okay, you okay, like okay, 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 okay. And I was like, and I was so, like, so we clearly don't have to go too deep. No, you're you. <laughs> okay, like, so no, you weren't the asshole in this situation. We don't have to. This isn't this isn't rocket science. But <laughs> I I took my shit and I moved. Okay. Because yeah. I was like, the fact that you would even go there, mm-hmm. it had nothing to do with the color of your fucking skin and everything to do with your fucking manners. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. You, I don't care what color you are. <laughs> I don't know if she was a piece of shit. You may have just called her in a bad moment, but she was. Right, but but what I will say is that I've I, I I'm not a fan. And of her this. boyfriend was looking at me like, I mean, you're right, but I ain't gonna say shit. See, and that's see, and, that, and that's some more of that cowardice. Fuck that. If yeah. I'm with someone and they're acting a fool, I don't care who they are. I don't care. What is wrong with you? What are you doing? Yeah. This is not how we. This is not how we agree. We're going to treat other. N- no. 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 <laughs> it's just not that serious. Like your music being on full blast is not that. Like. Wh- 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 like it wasn't. This that is serious, a public. And it, and it was just like you're in a public space. Everybody else is respecting where we are. Like you. Not, I'm just asking you to turn it down. There was someone we worked with a long time ago. They're no longer there. Are they? They might not. Maybe. <laughs> Either way, there were rumors that this person was racist. And two of my friends at the time, they were just like, yeah, man, I heard so-and-so was racist. They were talking about it, and this person was talking about it, and this person, like, they, like he's racist. And I'm like, guys, we, you, that... You can't just throw a term like that. Like, that is so egregious. Do you understand when you tack that term onto someone, they may never be able to work themselves back from that. Like, you can't. That is. And so when you say, Earl, you you have weight in your words. You're damn right. Yeah. And it's for a reason. Yes, I love to have fun. As again, you can tell through this. Like, I love to have a good time. But it but there's certain times when I know I have to tweak my precision of speech yeah. and when it can be a little bit looser. Right now we can chill, have a good time. Yeah. But we're speaking about something very serious right now and you I need to, to tweak it. Be very careful. And so what I'm saying is you can't just walk around and throw racism around because it dilutes real racism okay, that so is taking my, place. So here's my question to you, right? And I and I, you know, my brother um is dating a black girl. She's very sweet. Love her. She's great. Um and I had, you know, Black Lives Matter, it was during quarantine, like, everything came up. And I was like, I feel like it's really hard to have a conversation. Like, I feel like as a white woman... Oh, at like, that time, that conversation don't exist. Like, it's... It, and I feel like it's really tough because as somebody who is... Has been surrounded by multiple different cultures and, like, it, tries to educate herself as best as she can, I feel like I'm kind of looked at as a protagonist or... An, an like, antagonist? You mean, so... Sorry, yes. yes. An antagonist. But just in the sense where, like, they were like, you know, this is not the time. What I was saying during that time and during now is, like, this is the time for white people to sit the fuck down. Sit the fuck down. Listen to what's going on. And then support where you can. Okay? That's how I viewed it. Now, whether I was right or wrong depends on who you're talking to. Um, But I've I've only been called racist in the USA. Only. And I feel... And I really want to hear, because what I'm going to say is going to be really, really out there. Oh, yes. It's going to be super, super out there. But I feel like that's a cop-out. 
Calling someone racist? Calling somebody racist is a cop-out. Okay, let's it's get a, into it. It's, it's a cop-out of a situation. Okay. It's a cop-out of saying, instead of having a conversation with somebody and disagreeing and agreeing to disagree or whatever, it's just saying, well, you're just racist. I feel like Oh, well, if you use it that way, then it's, it 100% I is. genuinely feel like it's an immediate cop-out because you don't have enough to back what you're saying. Yeah. So you're just going to call me a racist because that's what works for you. Yeah, and I get yeah. extremely fresh and I've heard black content creators and I love this. I truly love it when I see a black content creator be like, can can people just chill the fuck out for a hot minute? Like not everybody you come across is fucking racist. Like, can we chill? But it's such a high volume situation. So I haven't lived in the U.S. long enough mm. or know the history well enough mm-hmm. to truly understand what that looks like. Yeah. Right? But I love it when black content creators are like, people need to chill the fuck out. There's a there's a video of Drew Barrymore who was walking around in the rain and she was like so happy to be walking around in the rain and she was like, oh my God, the rain, blah, blah. And this woman... um. What is it? It's like she matched up the video or like she took Drew Barrymore and showed it. And then she's like, you know damn well black content creators can't do but And everyone's like, the fuck are you? Can't, uh, can't do? Wait, what? What, what was like, she saying? She was like, she was like, you know that you, oh, you have just around in the rain? certified that whatever black content creators doesn't matter. And it was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know what the connection is there. Is this, a, is a, is this about rain and black hair we, or something? Don't, I'm losing I don't it. even, I don't even know. Cause I've watched that video so many times and I've, I've listened to what this woman has been saying so many times. And I've tried to understand what she's talking about. And I, I truly should probably show you this video to try to see if like you can figure out what I'm trying to figure out. Mm hmm. But she's basically making it seem that, like, by walking out in the rain and being happy with who you are is racist. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not certain what that one would be. I know that there have been women that have been on the skinnier side and because they've worn certain bathing suits or belly tops and stuff like that, they've been called out because it's, like, some anti-fat thing. Yeah, like, you're, you're, you're... you're making it an unsafe space for bigger women because you wear that. But which, but which, again, this thing goes both ways, which is the knife cuts deep both ways. The thing is, if you're talking about body shaming, everyone has a body. So you can shame either way. Yeah. It, it, like the people that think that you can't be racist because you're not white, they're not having real conversations because... We're talking about where the tire meets the road, where the boot meets the ground. I'm not talking about power structures because some people will say, well, you can't be racist if you don't run power structures. None of us fucking run power structures. Nobody I know runs power structures. Yeah. So what I'm saying is when it comes to everyday life, we anyone can be racist and do racist acts. So it goes both ways. It, no matter just where you are, like you can be anything. You can be a bigot or a racist or what, or just a negligent human being altogether, a complete delinquent, no matter what you are and who you look like. So 
And it's hard for a lot of people to not engage and absorb all the sweeping ideology that's running through social media, it's running through all the camps that they follow. So they find themselves in these echo chambers. Everything is the same thing all the time. And you don't know things outside of that. If you speak to people outside of that and you have real conversations, which again goes back to the education. I talk about this all the time because I've loved communication since I was a child. I love talking to people. I studied it in college because I loved it so much. I've read countless books on communication. People don't know how to have conversations, so I'm not even upset with them. They don't know how to go through the Socratic method of challenging someone's epistemology. I just want to question you and figure out why you think you know this piece of information. I'm not coming at you with a sword and a shield. I just want to know my hands are free. I have nothing here. There are no issues and no weapons. I just want to understand you. And when people don't know how to one, breathe. Now I know you don't like these things because we've talked about them before, but the breathing exercises, the meditation, the yoga, the exercises that get you in a space that allow, that, that create a window. So instead of you getting upset and angry at second one, it at least creates a window of maybe 10 seconds where you can see things clearly and you can realize yourself getting upset. And before you lose all control of yourself and you're only seeing red, you can you can figure something out and say, oh, I'm getting upset. My ego's getting in the way. I'm about to start seeing things non-objectively in a second. It's ego. It's your ego. It's ego. If you didn't feel so connected to these things, You'd be able, as Buddha has said in the Buddhist practice, <laughs> all suffering comes from attachment. And that's, if you okay. could detach for a second, you could see things for what they truly are. You could have a real conversation based on the merit of the words and, and the this ideas. Is, and I love that we've gotten to this point where, like, basically the podcast has gone full circle. Yes. Right? As it does. Where we talk about education. And the power that education has and giving people, in my opinion, giving people the opportunity to educate themselves. Stop this conversation. I don't know what I'm speaking on. I'm speaking on opinion and emotion alone. Let me educate myself for a hot minute and come back to you. Sometimes it, but here's what's funny is sometimes it, yeah, you can educate yourself and come back, but it doesn't always take that. If you no, have if you have an emotional regulation, then you can just say you can be humble enough to say I do not know this thing in its entirety because it's way too nuanced for any one human being to be able to grasp in or its entirety. I agree to disagree. So, I'm just going to listen. Or I, just, I agree to disagree. But but so much of what we're talking about comes down to curiosity. Yeah. And if you lost curiosity, I read this beautiful book called Why, What Makes Us Curious by a man named Mario Levio. And if there are all these theories about curiosity, because we don't truly understand it, it's it's an interesting thing to try to understand. But like what makes someone curious? All kids are curious, but at some point in time, a lot of kids lose it. They become adults. Have you ever heard about the creativity in kids? Have I heard about it? What do you mean? Have you? Uh, and and I, think I know the, of it. <laughs> I think the curiosity and the creativity kind of intertwine. But I had this phenomenal when I was in high school. Um, I had a graphic design teacher. Oh, I love my graphic design teacher. He he was phenomenal. Shout out, Mr. Emmanuel. We love you. Shout out, Mr. Liam Isaac. 
<laughs> Love you. He married our geography teacher. Oh, word. Fucking man. Graphic design. Yo, relax. He was super cool. And at one point, he was talking about creativity and kids. And he was like, we gave elementary school to elementary school students a paperclip. Uh -huh, I know where this is going. And he was like, what can you do with that? Divergent and, thinking. And then he gave a paperclip to high school students. The cre creativity with elementary school students rings, bridges. But, like, they turn that paperclip into, you couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Like, to this Beautiful. day, like, the most phenomenal things. And everything the high school student was like, well... You know, you have to turn into this and this. And it was like super logical thinking. And it was like realistically. A little sad. What? And it was like the huge yeah. gap. Yeah. We take away, by educating, we take away creativity. Mm. And I don't think that that's fair. Mm. I, I truly don't think that's fair. Because entrepreneurs, people who want to start businesses, like you have to have that little kid creativity in your heart at the end of the day. Like, you have to think outside the box. You have to think non-logically. You have to think about something mm. that somebody else is not thinking about. Because otherwise, you're unoriginal. Mm. And you you have to be that 20, 30, 40-something-year-old who is going to think like a toddler. I, I, I Listen, I feel you. And I love listening to you talk about this. <laughs> I, I Trust me. I have nothing to say. I feel you. And I think that your perspective on this is awesome and i also know how hard it is for people because so hard. yeah creativity like trying to encourage that and foster that as you're trying to encourage the wisdom that it takes to actually survive here because there are strength in numbers so people and and i don't mean to be derogatory when i use these terms but people okay, are going on, to pause. be sheep hold on pause <laughs> You said, I don't mean to be derogatory when I use these terms. Yeah. Why do you feel the need to say that? Because I know that when you call some people sheep and some people wolves, one sounds way cooler than the other. And just being amongst the herd doesn't seem like a very noble or dignified thing. But I don't think it should be as, um, as stigmatized, stigmatized, I'm sorry, as it is. I think that being a part of the sheep, being a part of the herd, is life. The, most people are going to be that. Yeah. You're scared. You're terrified. So There's a war going over here. Your mom's yeah. breaking up with your parents over here. You have a drug addiction over here. Your best friend just killed himself over here because he's addicted to Percocet. You, like there's a, there's so much going on. You think that you're too skinny or you're too fat or you're not doing well at your job or maybe you are. Like this person turned you down for a date. There's there's you're dealing with so much and unless. You have some sort of sensei or set of senseis, which would be our guides in this world. Not doesn't have to be your parents, but just guides to give you some sort of roadmap or or set of of series of, of circumstances in in building blocks to be able to build some sort of firm foundation that allows you to to have real core values and characteristics for you to orient yourself in the life and understand up from down and left to right. And you, you know things that are that are value, not the price, 
people know the price of things. I mean, the value of things. Those are two different things. Mm -hmm. Some things have a very high price and very low value. Some things have very, very low price and very, very high value. And if you can figure these things out by diligent, you know, laying of bricks by the guides and again, the mentors around you, then then there's there's hope for you mm -hmm. in these regards that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have that, which a lot of people don't, I understand you. I don't expect you to understand these things or to necessarily always be kind and considerate and mindful and aware and thinking objectively and breaking apart all these puzzles that are your everyday reason, life. The, the reason why I asked you why you felt the need to preface yes. what you were saying mm -hmm. by saying, I don't this in a derogatory xyz we always feel the need to explain ourselves well i speak on a podcast no i don't. and and i know that there 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 are I mean, again, it's not millions, but there are a lot of people that actually listen to this shit for no, some reason. Like a lot of people we actually listen. And, and from a lot of different places. Like, again, I was saying it on the last one. We have people from Saudi Arabia, from Germany, from the UK, from there are so many from all over the US. There's so many people that listen to this. And there's so many different ways of interpreting information. I understand that when you talk, it's going through lenses and filters that have been built of and course. conditioned. And that's so, why I say So I want to preface things and make things crystal clear when I talk as much as I can. Because I can't get it completely clear for everyone. And Someone's going to misunderstand say, me. But but that's why I say what, like when the podcast does a, does a 360 and it's like we're talking about an education, we're talking about certain things. When you preface yes. what you're saying. Yes. By saying, I don't mean this mm -hmm. in a derogatory or a privileged or a X or a Y or a whatever. I think that that's really interesting because it's a wide open podcast, right? Mm -hmm. You talk about every scale. Anything. You'll talk about anything. It's any last words. Yeah. Right? But you still feel the need in a certain regard mm -hmm. to justify what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. To make sure... You're not offending anybody. No, no, no. So here's my thing. I speak, I have certain what I call green lights. There's certain things that I try to follow. Which have you is, ever played the game Green Light, Red Light? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fuck? I was fucking it up back then. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Green light. Mm, nigga, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> Red light, like, I'm, 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 I'm there. I'm ready to go. Anyway. So... My thing is, and, and it could have been a whole lot of me in life because I'm ready to go, but yeah. I'm also not too eager. And that's a great red light, green light eager. player Can is I'm ready to go whenever eager. things are ready to go, whatever it is in life. But I'm also not too eager. Like I'm chilling. What were your rules of red light, green light? Red light, move, go, like start going. As, green, red light, person turns around, they say red light, you have to stop. Immediately. So what I'm saying is, I'm ready to go with whatever it is that needs. To, <laughs> hey, you want to do a pod today? Cool. Let's go. Look, whatever needs let's to happen. Cool. Yeah. But, uh, but also, I'm not too eager. So like, if this isn't your vibe or you don't want to do this thing, because and that was really then interesting. It's like, whatever. Because when you sent me that message, Which, right? Yeah. You sent me your address. Yeah. And then you sent me a, a small paragraph, kind of being like, "Hey, this is where I live. This is what I have. Blah blah blah. If you're not into it, all good." Yeah. If it's too far from you. If it's too far from you. And I felt like that was really interesting because I'm very different in that regard. We're like, I want you here. And 
also, again, I'm going to bring it back to the male-female stereotype. Good, because this is why I do this, by the way. Continue. Right? <laughs> so, like, bring it to the male-female stereotype. Males are like, well, like, if you want to come over. I love how you, I, yo, <laughs> fuck you, first of all. <laughs> fuck you, first of all, that we sound like that. But go ahead, continue. Like, if you want to come over, like, that's cool with me. Yes. Whereas women are looking for, like, I want you to come over. I want you to do this. But but here's, I here's want thing. you to do I'll that. I'll be I'll be forceful or assertive if I need to. My thing is this: I don't care. It, like if you wanted to come here or not, I d- it does not change my day. But like, and that for and, me and is it, like, and it's about comfortability because women are set in a world where. They are afraid to leave their cars at 7 p.m. if it's dark out. Like, they don't want to go certain places. There are a ton of weirdos out in the world. And I'm super sensitive and aware. I have sensibilities, deep ones. Mm. And I know that you don't know me very well. We've talked about this countless times now. (laughs) And so I'm hyper aware of people that don't know me, and especially them being women. Do do you want to hang out first? Like, have an introductory hangout before we do the podcast? Do you want to... Do you want to have a conversation like on the phone first? Do you want like these things matter to me because I've count, I've talked to countless women that have had too many wrong encounters yeah, with, and with I, men. Yeah, and I 100% get that. I think that the assertiveness of being like women need to feel wanted. Okay. And need to, okay, okay. And I'm need, with you. I'm with and, you. And need to feel needed. I'm right? with you. I'm with you. So like I feel like when you're reaching out to a man versus reaching out to a woman, it's like I would love to have you on this podcast. Okay. I would do whatever you is, whatever it is you want me to do. Okay, see, I'm not going <laughs> see, see, I'm, being I'm not going that far. I'm being but, but I did say I'm things to dramatic. you like but I did say things to you like I would love to have you on. I think you'd be amazing because be that's who you are. But you finished the the message yes. by saying, if this is too far, that's okay. Yes. And like, f- from my perspective, it's like, Loki, I don't fucking need you, but like, it'd be great. But like, <laughs> Loki, I don't fucking need you. Which like, ultimately, but li- like, hear me out. Yes. Like, ultimately, I think for women, like, that's how it goes. Because we are so used to the, well, like, I kind of want you over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like, it don't matter to me where it's like you need to be like i fucking like yeah i would love to have you on my podcast like no excuse but, but what's funny to me is both stop of these things people, need to they, no they, they coexist out okay stop okay you're right you're out. right because that is an out but but I, but it does coexist though because yeah. i do want you here and i do think that you're beautiful inside and out and you're charismatic and you're funny and you're witty and you have information and <laughs> it's not hard for you to articulate these things so it, you are the person to bring on the podcast yeah and also i wouldn't give a shit if you didn't come here and though these things that's so offensive no but no, but, 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 it, but it's truly how i feel in my heart like i love that you're here and i've to be honest with you I, and i love that we're doing this on a podcast and this is being recorded because i want people to hear what i'm about to say okay i've been looking at you of you as you've been talking and i i can't i don't even think because i think i'm good with words but i don't even think i'm good enough to express to you how grateful I've been during this conversation. I don't think I can tell you, like, 
I was taking a cold shower the other day because I told you I do that in the mornings. Like I take weird. I take a cold Just shower. Just FYI, like to anybody listening to this, like that's fucking weird. Yeah, for sure. I take a cold <laughs> shower. It, I, I wake up. I feel great for like longer in the day. I feel amazing when I do it. And I remember sitting in the cold shower and thinking, some people would think that this is miserable. But all I'm thinking right now is, wow, how grateful am I to even be able to feel this shocking sensation? Because without life and without consciousness, I don't even get this. Well, and like my dad, so my dad did, so my dad went to Iceland or Greenland, Canada. Oh, whoa, where the (laughs) fuck are you at? (laughs) Because it was a really cold bath. Um, okay. So they were in Canada. They were doing a a, a helicopter, like heliskiing. Mm. So where they take yeah. you up in a helicopter and then they drop you at the top of the mountain and, and you just fucking whoo, whip it. Great, cool stuff. <laughs> you whip it. So he sent me a video of him. Basically, they broke the ice and they were like, whoever can stay the longest in this cold water oh. wins. And I was like, and he won. Okay. And and like bear in mind, like my dad's on this trip with like people who were like twenty years younger than him. Like resilience. These are, these are like major athletes going on this trip. My dad is fifty years old, like recently has gotten back into like getting fit. He's a phenomenal guy. He's lost a shit ton of weight. Like he's he's great. But I was like, okay, like you ain't gonna win this shit. One, by like a minute and a half. Like it's a long time. Like completely For people that absurd. don't know about being in cold, that's a yeah. long time. And this wasn't just, I'm not just cold in like you turn on the cold water in your shower. I'm talking about like you're submerging yourself Arctic, in Arctic yeah. temperatures. That's, fuck that age. He and has like, resilience. And he, there's a video of him and he's hanging on to the ice mm. and he's just breathing. It's There's all, a video of it. it. There's a video of it. And he's, he's, it's literally all these guys. Or making fun of him. He's like, yeah, what the fuck, whatever. You're like, you're not going to fucking make it. He's hanging on to the ice, and he's breathing, and he's focusing on himself. And it is the most intense video you've ever seen. Mm. Because it's literally mind over matter in that moment. It is mind over matter. And so many times in my life have I had to, like, ever since watching that video, having to be like, it's mind over matter. Mm. Just mind over matter. Like, do not convince yourself that you can't do this because you like just fuck let it go let it go because you can or you're able to don't psych yourself out of an opportunity don't psych yourself out of an option don't psych yourself out of xyz because you think that you can't make it because that video proves every this is negative degree water Mm -hmm. absurd and he's like oh yeah i did it for like two and a half minutes like the fuck how? <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Certain people have different level of resilience. And mm. there are ways of building that. So this goes back to the emotional regulation. Yes, I do believe that you can build that. I've seen it in myself. I have consciously built that in myself. Yeah. So that's why I believe it, because I've actually seen it work. And it also goes back to the privilege conversation we were having. I'm, uh, you know, We should just touch on it just for a second more. Because... People don't have full body conversations about what privilege works in what situations and like life is so malleable and it's so ever changing that you think that you're constantly a marginalized 
you know, oppressed person until you're in a situation where you're not. And it's constantly... Until you're in a position where you see yourself as a minority in a group of people the who majority. are... Uh, whatever whatever that would be. You are a majority. Yes. You know what I mean? And I love conversations about race. Mm-hmm. I love conversations about privilege. I love that kind of stuff. And it's, and it's not because I think that I know more or because I think that I can teach anybody anything. But it's because I learn. I learn about how you feel or what's going on for you or, or, or what the situation is. And again, it goes back to me. I hated academics growing up. Mm. Hated it. Don't put me in a fucking classroom. But my professors loved me. My professors loved me. They adored me. Because I was super talkative. I was all over the place. I always was like eager to learn but hated learning. Like I, 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 I was. You mean you hated learning in the format that they presented? Exactly. It to. Yeah. I was not that kind of person. And then now you put me in a situation like in my career where I'm like, give it to me all day. I want to learn all day long. Same thing comes to race, privilege, X, Y, Z. I want to know about it. I want to know how you feel. I want. I want you to educate me on what's going on for me because I'm a white woman. In the 21st century. Indeed, you are. Like Those are facts. Like, these are facts. I can't teach myself anything. There's nobody in my direct community Mm. who can teach me anything. Mm. I need to learn from other people because I've done that my entire life. I've learned from other cultures and I've learned from other people. That's what I need. I need you to tell me what's going on with you, what's going on with your culture, with your identity, what's happening. And... People are like, well, you know, like, being white doesn't necessarily mean privilege. You're right. It doesn't. It does, But it doesn't. Because yes. if you think about white people who grew up in very poor some, neighborhoods. Some people are just poor. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Some people are just poor. Hello. But look, but look, here's the thing. It's This is the thing. They're like sliders for people. It's like, so say you're, okay, so you're black. Okay, you have a black person and a white person. They're both poor. Uh. Okay, so they're both poor, but one is white and one is black. Uh. So the conventional thought would be that the white person has more going for them than the black Mm. person. Okay, but let's continue on. Let's say that this black person is beautiful. She gonna be Miss America. Beautiful. (laughs) I mean, mean, gorgeous. Yeah. So now in this other person is like average, like they're like a five, like they're average person, you know, something like that. That beauty privilege means something, and I don't know if we're willing to have that conversation. What if your parents just do a little bit more? They have a little bit. Of course, bit, they or, mean something. Or, or they have, you know, two parents instead of one parent. Or, they're, 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 or, or just natural talent, meaning DNA versus another, a certain drive that's in your DNA versus someone else. There's so many different sliders. There's so many it, different variables that we don't have the full-bodied, holistic conversation so of it, what privilege is. Again, comes back to education. Again. Oh, well, you no, know it'll, I mean? it'll always come because back to education. It'll always come back to education because it's like, all right. Which wanna... is why we need to pay our teachers more. <laughs> pay oh, teachers oh, more. for mayor. All in favor, I say aye. Te- pay the teachers more. All in favor, say aye. But also, we don't give a fuck about say the teachers. Aye. We care about sports. Say aye. We care about sports. We want to see people do amazing things, but we don't care about, like, education is not... We don't put that at the forefront. But we should because you are trusting people. And this is my biggest issue with the American system. And I hate oh, get to us. bring it back get, to get America. Us. Get I, really, us. I truly do because I am 
50% American. Do not get me wrong on this. I am 50% American. Say it again. And <laughs> I get so fucking frustrated when I see videos and podcasts and XYZ about a professor who's like, well, we are underpaid. And these are the people who are educating your children when you are not around. So you better pray that they are doing the right thing. That they are saying the right thing. And, like, now they're talking about bringing all these different things into education. What we should talk about, what we shouldn't talk about. Like, oh, you can't talk about race. Or, oh, you should talk about being transgender. Or, oh, first off, let me say. And this is a white woman. Do it. I'm saying. Do it. I'm, I'm going to be super controversial about this. And I don't give a fuck. Don't you educate my kids about sexuality. Okay. Don't you fucking educate my kids about sexuality. Okay, so so you don't want you you also don't want any so you want no sexual education. I don't want any sexual education. Hmm, I may have some pushback on that. Because because personally, I never got it. Where should it where should it come personally, from? Personally, personally as where I grew up, never got I got um it was Wait, you never got it from whom? Your uh, parents school, or your school? school? But school, you got it from, from your school. parents. I got it from my parents. So you got it from someone. No, I, I'm saying school specific. But that's what. I'm, but that's the school issue. Spe- school specific. But you, you, you know parents. You know parents. You know people your age that are parents. Oh, yeah. Who do you think is giving real information, real talks about sexuality? It's not happening. So someone yeah, has to do it. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm just saying. I do not, and this is so controversial, and like I really actually don't give a fuck. You give some fucks. I don't. I don't give a fuck. Okay. I was recently talking about transgenders. Okay. Okay? Okay. Talking about changing your sex Mm -hmm. to something else. Mm -hmm. To the other. Mm -hmm. Right? You have no (laughs) goddamn business talking to my kid Mm -hmm. about what you think is wrong or right with their sexuality. Well, yeah, that's a different conversation. You just said something very specific, which is... Don't give my children your very specific subjective. But that's what we're going into. Oh well, if yeah, of course, yeah. I don't agree with that. Yeah, don't don't give my kids what don't, you think. Don't do that. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course, no. Like, and I don't. And it's tough because people are like, well, we should, you know, introduce transsexual conversations into education, sex education. Uh, oh, okay. At what? It, well, okay, okay. So, so you don't think it should happen at any age? I, it's not that I don't think it should happen at any age. If my child's personal experience, personal me, if I had a kid, yes, if I gave birth, yes, ma'am, to a child, yes, ma'am, who by the age of four or five, six years old was like a boy, let's say, who felt like a girl. I'm like dress however the fuck you want to dress. Feels like a girl. That's such this this but this, this is, is such modeled thing. up. What do you mean feel like a girl? Like like but this you is mean, my thing. This is my problem. You want to do what? Like they want to play with dolls. They can be a boy no, and play with dolls. They can dolls. be a boy and play with dolls. I have no problem. That doesn't with that. mean feel like they a girl. They can be a boy and dress up like as a girl. That like, doesn't mean feel like a girl. I know because dress I'm up saying, like a girl isn't even dress I'm up like saying, a girl. That means just wear dresses or whatever it is that we. That's fine. No problem with that. That is fine. Okay. I have no issue with that. Okay. I will put you in all the dresses in the world. I will give you my wardrobe. I don't give a shit. If okay. you want to be a drag queen, be a fucking drag queen. Okay. I, more power to you. Okay. I would love to see that. Yes, ma'am. What I am saying is do not put ideas into my child's head that because they wear dresses, they should be transgender. Okay. I'm okay. I can, um, I can rock with that. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. Also, um, 
parents who are supportive of their child being transgender, fantastic. Love it. Great. But I have pushed back. No, again. Yeah. I have an issue with that in the sense that like my child, if they decide I am in the wrong body, I'm in the wrong body. If you tell me I, I genuinely think that I should be a woman, I do not feel comfortable as a man, blah, 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 so on and so forth. When you are 18 years old, you can make that decision. I will never put my child through. When I was a child, I, th I thought I wanted to be a fucking ninja. Yeah, then all of us. There's some parents who are like, oh, well, my, my, my child identifies as a cat. Don't fuck with me, child. I swear to God. Yeah, it's like. I'm again. I will. We're, we're both, I will fuck you up. We are both okay <laughs> with conversations. I think we've said also countless times on this yes. on this podcast. So we're down with conversations. The thing is, there's certain things that, that should be that, the name of the that, podcast, by the way. That children, <laughs> Mikey, he picks them. That this guy I sent him to. He's my good friend of mine. It should be down for conversation. So my thing is, maybe he'll do that. Maybe that'll be the beginning. <laughs> and down with the conversation. <laughs> So, so it's down with conversations. Let's give him more content to just piece together. Down with conversations. Down with conversations. So my, I need to pee. Okay, no, that's fine. Go ahead. I'm just gonna talk to the people. Fuck it. Go. It's it's the first because we haven't. I haven't even. I'm so sorry. This is my house. I need to pee. The first door here on your right. Go ahead. Go to the bathroom. Are they gonna hear me? No, you totally good. No, you totally good. We're gonna go ahead. We're just gonna cut that. We're gonna cut that little bit out. I know. I'm, I know. We're gonna. We're gonna go. Ahead, shut. We're gonna shut this down as soon as you get back. Go ahead. Go to the bathroom. Don't worry about it. We're gonna shut this down as soon as you get back. No, the right. The right. You, a la derecha. Sí. Claro. Derecha. Izquierda is to the left. Just go. Just take. Just. Escuela is school. No, just go in the bathroom, which is what we're talking about now. Edu education is what we were just talking about. I do have a tree I have trees. I have dandelion seeds. I also have dandelion seeds on my bicep. It's tattoos. I'm a dreamer. I think it's important. I think it's important for people to grow older and get wisdom, but also stay young at the same time. Go. Okay. Bye. People, we're 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 having uh, clearly quite the conversation here. This is going. Oh my goodness. Far, far along, uh, pr pretty long, longer than most of the pods. As you can tell, this person is, is quite the spirit, has a lot of information and, and ideas going on in their mind. Um, most likely does not have these types of conversations on a normal basis, which is which is most people. Most people do not. But I do think that it is important to get, as, as she has remarked on, either on this pod and off this pod, so many different types of people because that's who I find myself talking to. I find myself talking to so many different types of people and it's it's so necessary. And I know that a lot of times maybe people even hear this and they're just like, you maybe you should call her out on this or you should be more vigilant in your research or you know your rhetoric in the way that you speak about this. But the, the, the thing is here, Something I've learned, if there's one thing I've learned from doing these 134 episodes is that when you're a person that speaks to so many people from so many different walks of life about so many different things, you gain a perspective that you just would not have had otherwise. And it is vital to have that perspective. And if you don't have that perspective, is it is it is at least vital or critical, crucial for you as an as an individual and a being, 
to understand that you do not have that wide of a range, that wide of a net cast upon people in which you have these sort of engaging conversations so that you can admit to yourself that there is a perspective or many perspectives that you are lacking. And so what I live for, what I do this for is to have conversation, to learn from people. It is also because people enjoy this, but I would be doing this whether Any Last Words Pod was a thing or not. Whether I set up actual cameras and ring lights and I bought all, I purchased all these things, it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter because I would be having these conversations anyway. And they open you up to a, a completely, a whole new world. A new fantastic point of view. <laughs> no one to tell us no or where, where to, to go. Because now I'm in a whole new world with you. Okay. And um, those are my last words for the people. Yeah, I'll just fill this up regardless. We can just keep talking. Are you done with these people? We're done. I mean, thank you so much. Yeah, for thank you. In. Thank you. I didn't mean to cut, but um, we're done. We're done with this. We've been having an awesome uh, conversations. I think this has been listen, amazing. Listen. Tell me your last Go ahead. Listen, Let me shut the fuck last up. Last words. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, this was my first first podcast. <laughs> my faux pas. <laughs> my faux pas. This was my first podcast ever, and I've truly enjoyed it. And I'm so grateful for Earl for working with me. Um, so thanks so much. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Episode one thirty four. Clap it up with me, Bella. Come on. Woo! Peace, everybody. Peace. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.